All right, three, two, one, boom. It's the Social Engineer Show. We've got Javina in the building. Hi. How are you today? I'm a little bit nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for people who don't know, Javina is one of my sister's friends. Do you want to give pe- the people a bit of, um, I don't know, introduction and tell them a bit about yourself, about what you do? Me. Yeah, okay. So um, I studied biology. I um, was a teacher for a few years. I taught at Howard, mm-hmm. you know, from... From from the ghetto, no, <laughs> no so um, I taught very close to where I lived, so I feel like I understood the kids more. Obviously not as well as, you know, if I'd lived the exact same circumstances as them, but I've grown up around in the same areas as them, so that was quite important that, like, we got each other. Um, I like to write, mm. I'm into poetry, I do a little bit of amateur, amateur photography, I do tarot. Um, What's I'm, tarot? It's like cards. I actually oh. have I have them. So okay. if you want to get them out later. So is that like um, where you can tell someone's future or something? I mean, I think there's different levels to it. Like on the one hand, it's just a game. It's just cards, like playing cards. Mm. And you can add whatever meaning you want to it or not have any meaning. It's just fun. Mm. It's just you can take it at loads of different levels. Um, is it like you're contacting spirits or something no 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 i'm not i know about that <laughs> i don't want to conduct no spirits mm. um it's just for me it's just like like sometimes people have like a sign you know like if you see a particular thing you're like oh that's like it's gonna be a good day so mm. one of my friends whose dad passed away she's like when i see a butterfly that reminds me of him mm. and like another one has like hummingbirds so these are like signs from the universe right mm. so for me, it's just like I'm just asking the universe a question and the universe answers. Or if you call mm. it God or whatever, that's that's what I'm trying to contact anyway. Mm. I'm not I'm not about spirits or I mean I'm sure there are good ones. I just I'm not mm. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I don't understand too much about different spirits or different <laughs> like them sort of cultural things. I've not um yeah. I've not grown up in that type of uh, family, so I don't really understand it. But it's interesting to me though. I, I mean like I grew up in a Mauritian household Mm. so it's like African influence so Mm. like I don't think spirits are something you should mess with yeah like I feel like a lot of white people that I've met Mm. have no idea of the bad side of it Mm. that you'd know about if you if you've like been in contact with like African populations it's like a big problem Mm. so I take it with like caution and respect you sound like you're quite creative um with your photography and well I want to get into art like Mm. Like like this one day I mm. don't know maybe not realism but I like abstract painting. What type stuff. of art, art do you do or do you? I'm like just I'm just beginning again, mm. so I'm just like trying to get into the fundamentals of sketching. I've just started keeping a sketchbook, so just I want to be able to express myself without mm. words. Mm. That's that's what I'm. With your poetry, what type of <laughs> subject matter do you tend um, to write about? For me, my poetry is like it's like healing i do it when i'm not feeling good or when i'm feeling really good and my feelings feel too much then i put it out into something and made something Mm. and then i feel like it's come of something good Mm. even if it's a horrible memory or just something that's not brought up nice things Mm. if i can make a poem about it it's like i have that power to make it something beautiful so yeah that's that's Mm. what i do I yeah. don't follow any particular like form or anything. I used to um, make music. Um, I haven't <laughs> made it for a long time, but yeah, I, I always kind of looked at the writing the lyrics as similar to the it poetry. It is, yeah, yeah, it is poetry. You're writing with mm. rhyme. You're conveying an emotion. 
you want to make the person who's listening feel something that you feel right mm. yeah. So, yeah and i always looked at it as um similar to what you said um some like a form of stress relief mm. um like or or like just i don't know if your head is filled with loads of thoughts mm. if you yeah. can put it on a page or whatever then, then it kind of frees you from mm. the emotions of it all yeah. So yeah, I, I I do I like poetry. I oh. like all that sort of stuff. What uh, what other things are you into? I'm in big into human connection. Yeah. Um, I love storytelling. Uh, I talk to strangers all the time. Mm. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just you were saying on the way here. You, yeah, you spoke to I spoke to um a South African lady. I took a picture and we were just chatting the whole train ride. It was like an hour, mm. and it just like flew by. Um, yeah, I just think every human being has something in common with you mm. and i feel like they have something to teach me and i'm always willing to learn i, l- I like uh, to speak to people as well i, s- I study so you um, have a podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I study um i don't know like humanity human interaction oh. stuff like that a lot how of the do books you that do that well a lot of the books that i read mm-hmm. um i are, t- are based on like human nature and stuff yeah. like that so i've got a book there um Which the ones? laws of human nature this one here Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm interested in a lot of these things. I mm. love Paula Coelho. Mm. I've got this. Which one? Thinking fast and slow, but oh. I just need to get into it. Mm. Have you read it? Are you still? I haven't read I've it yet. I just started. Mm. It's a good book. It's a good yeah. book. Um, I think the basic premise of it is that um, there's just two different forms of thinking. It's like what you immediately what immediately pops into your head versus after having considered it for like all the different uh, angles of a particular subject Mm. then um but yeah it's a good book i think it's um it's with me anyway um a lot of the books that i read even if there's only like one core principle that i get from it i consider it a good yeah Yeah, a good endeavor yeah i like books Uh, i've been reading loads recently i think i'm probably read about maybe seven or something in the last month wow that's that's amazing i used to be a big reader at school Mm. um but i don't know i feel like i've gotten busy and then now i'm not good at focusing Mm. stupid phones (laughs) (laughs) Um, but i'm trying to get back into it i've read like three books this year which is really Mm. bad it's hard i feel like um a lot of the books that i read as well yeah they're um audible so Mm. i just i just like download it into my brain sort of thing yeah yeah. and um that makes it where i'm able to get through like a book in like a day or something or a couple days whereas um when i was when i read like a hard copy takes me quite a while Mm. to get through it yeah so um yeah so it's hard to read like a book inhaler Mm. like i would just read like something this big Mm. in the space of like two weeks Mm. lost that now (laughs) well it's, it's a good it's a good thing to have um they say or there's an old saying saying if you want to hide something from people, put it in books, because mm. uh, yeah, there's a lot of people good won't read it. Mm. A lot of good knowledge in books. Is there any other things that you're into? Well, in something that I'm more interested mm. in recently, and I wanted to ask you about. Okay. Because I like to ask people questions. Yeah. I actually came. I forgot to bring it, but I have this bought this card game. Mm. The essence that I should bring. Not the same one you used talking about not the no not tarot no this is it's a game called we're not really strangers okay um maybe i'll like pass it on another time Mm. but it's like this idea that you can play this game with a stranger and by the end of the game you're no longer strangers Mm. so i like have a lot of good questions to ask but one of them was i'm getting interested in like ancient wisdom Mm. and like teachings from the past 
And so you have a lot of Egypt, Egypt, you know, like mythology and tattoos. So I want to ask you what that means to you and why mm. it's important enough to have it on your body. I'll, I'll start by saying I've always been quite a creative person. Mm. So um, I never really looked at getting tattoos as super significant that, oh, you need to, like, because I don't know how to say this. Um, some people, it's, it's like they see anything you put on your body has got to be like the most Some important thing ever. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Um, because it's it's like their body, Forever, isn't it? Yeah. And um, they consider it to be like a temple. And mm. um, so but with me, I, I look at it like it's almost like a blank canvas. And the Can same make what, a mess on it. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, things that I'm interested in, I'll just put it on it. Yeah. But that being said, I haven't got any tattoos since, like this one was my last tattoo that I got mm. and I got it when I was 18, so... That's a long, long time, time ago, ago yeah. H- how old are you now? I'm like 30, about to be 31. So, so old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's I'm not old. I'm, I'm 25, so it's not far. Yeah, no, nah, I am getting there. So as I was saying, um, it's just, it, I don't, so I don't think it's, I probably don't look at it as much of a big deal as other people would probably look at it. But when I was, when I was 18 and, um, younger i was kind of like fascinated by the whole um egyptian mm. uh, the stories and the um the historic um significance lore, of right? it yeah. yeah and just like the art the the fact that the pyramids are like kind of hard to explain mm. and all of these sorts of things so I, w- I was really into it and i had a few friends and we was all really into it at a time and i just thought all right, i wanted to get tattoos um i, had, I have a few tattoos i have about or something like that and um so the first few tattoos were just kind of i don't know just random things i thought would be cool to get and then when i when i, I thought about getting a sleeve in it and i thought all right cool when i get a sleeve i want it to be all one theme mm. and what what theme will be cool in it what theme will be good really enough to good, get yeah. so um yeah i just I, I went to the guy and um the tattoo guy i saw his portfolio he had like really good art so went to him with loads of pictures and mm. i said can you turn this into a sleeve and then he just basically put oh, it all together and together. yeah and then that's why i got it so i like i like the art i like um the historic significance of it i think it's very interesting the the fact that people so long ago were able to build stuff mm. that are still there now and yeah so i found all of that interesting so i thought yeah let me get a sleeve of it yeah. But that's really the the origin of where this I came from. I ask because um, I was so um, I'm into all sorts of weird things. One of them is like past life regression therapy. Like I've not done it, and I don't know if it works or anything. But I've been reading some books about it. Can you explain what that is for anyone who doesn't oh, know, so including me? <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you believe in a soul like that there is something beyond the body that Mm. you are not just this material being then that thing could be not limited to just one life it's like eternal right like as old as the universe Mm. whatever and so it could transpire that you could have more than one life so past life regression therapy is about putting the patient into a state of hypnosis taking them back and then they kind of experience different memories from different lives mm. um i say in critical I, I don't know i've not mm. had one so i can't say for sure um 
But I mean, it could be like a level of suggestibility that you're just like making something up. But if it's helping you heal, it's quite, Maybe. It's quite powerful. Yeah. You know, people let go of like phobias and traumas and things like that. So it it sounds kind of it sounds interesting. But one of the stories that I read about was that this doctor in today's in his life today had like a um, a regression a regression session where they were like an apprentice of like the great like medicine people of of like ancient Egypt and one of the periods of the pharaohs and they were able to like regrow limbs back then and like that's something I've heard about before like that's one of the myths that's like survived they could like regrow a leg or something and it's not something we can do right now Mm. without I don't know stem cell research is heading in that direction but it's crazy that it could have possibly been done Maybe All yeah. That time ago, all people just lied. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe it know. has been. Maybe it could be done. Um, I've seen um, in regards to stem cell research and stuff. Mm. I've seen like where they put like the ear that grew on that mouse's back. Yeah, uh, you've, you've seen I'm a biologist. Well, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know so about. that uh, that makes me think that maybe, maybe there's a way. Yeah, of growing back be. limbs, mm-hmm. and also the fact that we're able to do things or we're looking into things like that now and there's a there's a potential that we're going to be able to do it at some point makes me think that it's, it's also possible that, that it could, it could have, have happened, also yeah. happened before mm. because um there's no telling how developed previous societies mm. were before yeah. they uh failed yeah and um it might be a thing where it's a cycle in it everything just keeps on getting to the highest levels of development and, and then, then crashing back to the beginning yeah, yeah. I believe so that it's possible. Sure. The the thing with um, the like going in under like hypnosis and mm-hmm. um, and then trying to tap into uh, old memories, the thing that I think of straight away when I hear that is um, the idea, huh? Scientology, because they do that too, apparently. Uh, no, yeah. I wasn't think I wasn't thinking that, but yeah, I think they do do stuff like that. But I was thinking in terms of, um, have you ever heard of the concept of? Uh, collective intelligence or collective consciousness yes yeah yeah. it's almost like you've got into some sort of intelligence group intelligence in like the cloud or something (laughs) it's like everyone can tap into it yeah it's in my religion we mm. call it the akashic record which is like all knowledge that's ever been known Mm. is accessible deep within you yeah like where's where's my key (laughs) so that so to me that seems plausible as well Mm. that seems like there's a possibility that that's the case and if I'm looking at the two options, like one, you, you're going back to your personal previous lives or two, you're tapping into the collective Others consciousness. Lives, yeah. I think it's more likely mm-hmm. that we're tapping it. Like even if you go under hypnosis, more than likely you're just tapping into just the group intelligence. Knowledge, yeah. yeah. Like somebody else's experience yeah. that you know about. Yeah, or that you didn't know about, but Is you're there? now tuning into mm-hmm. just human memories or something. That's so cool. Possibly, <laughs> isn't it? Um, so I think that yeah, that that all of that stuff's interesting to me. It's um, it's like makes you think, and it it's, it's like deep. The thing that worries me though with everything in spirituality is that when somebody is like not in a good place, it can really be dangerous because people often see it as like an alternative form of healing but if like you need medical help then you need medical help and sometimes I feel like in the spirituality community there's a lot of like exploitation of people who like don't really are kind of like lost Mm. um for monetary gain just like anything in the world Mm. really so 
you've got I, I feel like you have to have a disclaimer of like be aware of like not everyone's honest just mm. like with everything yeah yeah and sometimes when you're desperate you're willing to believe anything believe anything exactly yeah. so like even with me like with tarot mm. i had a period of my life when i wasn't doing so well I was like, I don't think I can deal with messages from the universe because I don't even know what I think. So I'm just going to leave this because it didn't feel like I was in control. Mm. So I was like, you know, I need to take a break from that. Mm. So I think it's to be taken with caution, if at all. Yeah. yeah. Also, hypothetically, back to your the reincarnation stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, there, if, like, if we assume that, that that is what happens, mm. um, does that mean that there's only a certain amount of bodies? Nah, I don't think so. Or, or there's only a certain <laughs> amount of souls and they keep on Recycling. populating new bodies. Like those, the bodies keep dying and then they keep on going into new bodies. Um, I think it's like beyond my understanding. The mm. way that I, I always have like a, a metaphor for it, it's like we're dolls in a dollhouse. If you're like, as a kid, you, you probably didn't play with a dollhouse. <laughs> Did any, I don't know, anyone else I watching did. But um, when you're, like, making up little scenarios for the dolls to play with, you're not, they're not thinking, oh, my God, I'm being controlled by a seven-year-old right now. They're just, like, going about their lives. So I think I'm not capable of understanding things that are that far beyond me. Mm. Like, it's the universe, man. I don't know how many souls there are. <laughs> <laughs> many. None of us could, like, um, mm. could say for 100% fact. Yeah. But it's just... Um, Do I think they're coming back? Well, yeah, it's just yeah, an interesting. Sure. Yeah, I think so. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a thought experiment. Yeah, thought experiment. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so yeah, it's just because if if for example, every time a soul leaves a body mm. and then it finds another body, yeah, there would have to own like in in my the way I'm making sense of it, there would have to be only a finite amount of souls. Otherwise, there would be too many souls for bodies. It's the whole universe, bro. It's not just on Earth. I don't know. But yeah, I know what you mean. So, okay. So, <laughs> assuming that there's other life forms on other planets. I mean, planets, there definitely has to be. Come on. It's the whole universe. <laughs> I don't know. Is it what, like, what makes you feel like there is? This is so vast. It's just very... I mean, I think there's like two options. It's either life is really rare mm. and, there's a, and then that makes us quite worried because then we're like nearing the end of our reign of like supremacy on earth because or it's very cool why why, why is that why why is it that we're if life is rare yeah why does that mean that we're coming to an end of our reign on earth because if there's no if if there's like not life out like intelligent traveling the universe kind of life mm. then it's likely that there's like a stopper for that kind of progress do you know what I mean? Like, we've already fucked up our Earth. Maybe there are systems in place that we... Well, there is. Like, the sun will eventually explode. So, you know, there's a time limit on Earth anyway. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that this... There's, like, something in, in, like, people who think about these things. It's, like, the, like, the Great Barrier. So maybe there isn't much life that does those kinds of things. Maybe after a certain time, we become our own worst enemy and we lead to our downfall, which is... Kind of what you can see around you, anyway. <laughs> I don't think that we're going coming towards the end, though. I think it's a it's a long way away, but I think there is an end. 
I think there. Uh, um, I don't know if there's an end or a beginning. I don't like to yeah. me. It's it's not obvious that there's an end or that there's a beginning. It is a cycle, isn't it? Like that infinity. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. I think the way that we're living mm. is going to come to an end. Ne- not necessarily humans in general, but like our civilization and mm. our society. Mm. It just Maybe. it's not working. How so? I mean, I work with kids, mm. and y- that's where you see it the most. You know, like. I work in a special school, or not a special school, but a school where kids go when they've been excluded. I work in a primary pro. Mm. Um, I can't say where because there's like one in my town. Mm. <laughs> um, but it's like outside of London. And it just like, you just see how much we're failing these children who like can't express themselves. Um, and just like children in general, like they don't even get time to be kids, man. They're like. S- I had a kid ask me if I watch porn. They're in year six. I'm like, bro, why are you asking me this? I didn't <laughs> say, I was like, no. And he was like, cap, you're a liar. I was like, <laughs> I was just like I'm going to leave. Mm. I don't know what to say here. But like, I feel like kids are growing up too quickly. Mm. And like, childhood is supposed to be, supposed to be this time where you're, in, in nature it is anyway. It's like your time of learning. You're not responsible for yourself yet. There's like another person or another thing that's looking out for you. Mm. You're just here to play and learn. Like that's what your brain needs so that you can grow into. Up until what point do you think a child is supposed to just be playing and learning? Um, like play in general. This is like something I want to go into in the future. I want to be like a play therapist. So it's like something I'm passionate about. Um, but I think at least like like you should keep playing till you're older than like 10 or 11 like you can still like playing even playing video games or playing with your friends that's still play mm. you're still well ad- in that case adults still adults play still play yeah but i th- i think like when we play video games it's somebody else's rule somebody else's world the best thing about play is that life is a game and it's all play but there are different rules and different stakes mm. And if kids play when they're young, they learn how to interact with each other. They learn how to be like, well, because, you know, they make up rules as they go. And they're like, wait, no, you can't do this. And then they, they kind of like learn how things don't really work out the way you want them to. And they kind of like find ways around it. And if they don't get to do that as kids, then the world just doesn't work for them. Uh, that's that's my mm. opinion. I don't know. So maybe they need to be playing more. But I also think that, the time we're living in now, everyone's just so, so privileged. Even the kids, they're just, everyone's so privileged. It's like, back in the day, you'd be eight years old and you'd be in like a coal mine. Yeah. And it's like, they wasn't, right. nobody yeah, was yeah. thinking, oh yeah, this guy, he needs time he to needs play. To <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> he was just, he better go and work. Otherwise yeah, his family's but, not going to be eating. But like coal miners didn't live very long. No. Then that's the thing. So it's like, okay, our life has expanded, uh, extended yeah, to like, what, a hundred years old or whatever oh, it is, 80. I don't know. Well, was any humans ever, ever happy? happy? So it's like, I feel <laughs> like in this time, we're looking for things that humans never, oh, ever real, cared about. Yeah, yeah. Like a fantasy. Yeah, it's like we're looking for a utopia when really, I think one thing that is, um, is uh, I don't know, continuous throughout human existence is is duty. Mm. Humans have always had duty, innit? They've had to yeah, always do work. things. It's yeah. resources and survival. Yeah, yeah and... It's even animals, everything everything has its own like thing, its purpose that it has to do. Mm. It's only um when things are so when you're so privileged that you have so much things to your disposal 
that you start feeling like, but am I happy though? Mm, and maybe yeah, I could do things to make me yourself, more happy. Yeah, yeah. So it's when you've got too much time on your Yeah, hands. exactly. But when I talk about play, it's mm. like a fundamental, like a playfulness. Like you might still be at work, mm. but it can be play mm. if it's enjoyable to you. It can still, like if you, if you have banter with your colleagues, like mm. I've been to exhibits where they talk about like what it's like to work under mines and like, even in the post office where they like work underground. And mm. like the only thing that keeps you going is that camaraderie you have with your colleagues. And that's, that's kind of like bringing play into like some level mm. of enjoyability, you got banter, you got jokes. Mm. So I think play is, is in nature, like yeah. animals, you see them playing. And mm. I don't know what different animals have different gestation periods and different um, periods where they allow their children to play. And then mm. like you, you need to go hunt now. But, I think even the children today, what they do as play isn't really like it's not them making their rules and kind of like I don't know. I feel like they just have we. Have, I just feel like they're growing up faster than we did. I don't. I don't but know. don't you think back in the day when people were like in the coal mines from the age of eight, don't you think they were growing up a lot faster than the kids are growing up today? Yeah, but like, is the coal mines the best we can do as humans? I think we can strive. I think for they're separate utopia. issues. Yeah, so I think they're <laughs> <laughs> I think they're separate issues. So one issue is, what's the best we can do? Yeah, that's that's one issue. Yeah, we'll put that to the side for a that's second. That's kind because, of what I'm always on. <laughs> but yeah, but there's always gonna like no matter how perfect it's things are, people are always yeah. gonna be like, but is this the best we can do? Mm. So we'll put that aside for a second. Yeah. So the other issue is. Are kids being made to grow up too quick today? I would argue that kids had to grow up a lot Faster, quicker back yeah. then. And now you've got people who are like 35, still <laughs> living at home with yeah. their parents. Still right, yeah, like yeah. haven't had to grow up at all. Haven't had to get yeah. a job. Haven't had to do anything. And they've just played computer games the whole time. Now, that's someone who hasn't had to grow up. And back in the day, that would have not been an option. There was, For starters, there's no computer games anyway. And for seconds, you like if you didn't work, you didn't eat. And yeah. there was no, there was no social program to come and give you food. It was like, you have to work and that's mm. it. So I would imagine that back then people had to grow up faster. Even when they were like 16, they was already married with kids. And yeah. like, My um, grandma was married at 16. Yeah. It wasn't fun though. Like yeah, you learn from, <laughs> you learn from them. Maybe mm. we can do things differently. Like I think before there was this, this, I read something about like how this, period of like teenagedom didn't even exist yeah. until like this like 50s 60s something, mm. something like that like yeah. it's a new there thing there was no such thing it's like no a child thing. and then you was an adult, an adult. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's no in between mm. and like it's a privilege that we have this in between state now mm. but i guess what i mean by saying that kids are growing up too fast is that they're being exposed to things that maybe are potentially dangerous exploitation in in different kinds of way like different kinds of ways like um just like watching porn at such a young age, man. Mm. That like that worries me because it's they don't have the ability to uh, like to discern what's real and like what's being shown as real mm. at that young age. And I grew up in an age where like all of my friends when we were in year five and six, like the boys were watching porn. I was like, oh my god, this is so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, haram. No, I'm yeah. not. I'm not even Muslim. So I can't say that. <laughs> but like. Do you know, in my culture, it was mm. like my mum was so strict. And I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, I think I did search out something that's like a 10 year old, but it was like, this feels so wrong. I can't <laughs> do this. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like 
I, I guess it's I'm I'm kind of more in that utopia of like oh what if mm. what if kids were just like a little bit more innocent for a little bit longer so to those things so what Not age would you say that a child should be left to be a child until like eleven and I mean still do chores still have responsibilities still keep teaching them like they need to do like I was taught from as soon as I could talk you got to do your work at school because we're working all these hours for what. Like, mm. if you don't do well at school, we're going to go do, like, be in a farm. That's what they said to me when I was little and I didn't like school. Mm. My grandpa would say, it's okay, just send her back to the farm. <laughs> we'll get her a little hoe. She can just, you know, do the sugarcane fields. I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Mm. <laughs> it's blistering hours in the sun. <laughs> um, so, like, when I say play, I don't, or, or just, like, I don't know. I just think you can be a kid mm. till, like, I think, like, 10 is a, Mm. Like 10, 11 is a good age to be a mm. kid till. At what age do you think you should be an adult? Like you should have to be an adult. What is even an adult, man? I'm not an adult. So, so <laughs> I, I referenced before, yeah, um, so there's a lot of people who are now in their mid-30s mm. who are still in their childhood bedroom. Yeah. Um, haven't even changed the wallpaper. <laughs> they still got like That's truck, not good for them. And, yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're doing all of that until like mid, some people even 40. They, they haven't uh, even moved out. And it's like they have no intention, like they haven't got a job. They have no intention of mm. growing up until perhaps maybe their parents die. And then now they oh. have to grow up. But what point do you think you should have? Is that is that acceptable like, to just extend the childhood until like indefinitely? I don't think it's good for people. Like You're not living your life. You're living mm. a version of your life that your parents want for you. And you never leave the nest to see what it is that you want. So... Mm. I think yeah, I'm a big proponent of leave the house as soon as as soon as you can financially do it. I know mm. that it's becoming more and more difficult, but I would be a completely different person if I hadn't left for uni. Mm. When did you leave? Eighteen. Mm. Yeah, um, and I just think like you just need to see what the world is like for yourself because mm. you're gonna learn eventually. Like your parents will die one day. Mm. I remember a parent said that I was bullying her kid because I said, "Look, she's in year seven and she wasn't like taking anything too seriously." And I said to her in, in this parent scene, I said, one day you're going to have to pay your bills. Like, you need to start taking responsibility now for your own learning. That's it. Mm. And the mum was like, my kid's so small. Like, why are you talking about bills with her? I'm like, when would you think is the appropriate time to talk about bills with your kid? She's like, I don't know, 16. I'm like, if that's when you think they're going to know that they've got to be responsible for their life, it's too late. Mm. We can't, I couldn't tell a parent that. <laughs> so, mm. but yes, I think it should be, they should have the knowledge of what's coming and be prepared for that that's what love is isn't it you prepare them for life without you because mm. you're gonna die <laughs> yeah i think it, it's it's doing them a disservice by making them too dependent infantilizing them yeah mm. i think some parents a lot of parents have kids to stroke some part of their ego mm. and they just i don't know they just get into this trap of thinking it's well i brought this person here so i'm responsible for them but mm. Up to a certain point, you know, mm. you've given them all the tools and they got to make with it what they will. Do you think you'll have children then? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> um, I, th I think the mothering instinct in me is quite strong. Mm. Essen and I had this conversation when we were away and she looked, I said something. I was like talking about my partner. I was like, yeah, I think I'd, I think I want to have maybe have humans with him one day, <laughs> perhaps. Mm. She goes, Man, that's that biology in it. I mm. was like, I think it is, you know. <laughs> but yeah. like, I've always, 
I think it's like complete in that circle of life. However, it's a shit world to break it up in. So like there's, I don't know. I th- it, it's not something to do lightly. Mm. Um, I think I've got to do a lot of work on myself before I'm ready to bring a whole other human being mm. onto this planet. Mm. Um, I think like in terms of spirituality, I'd want to be intentional about what kind of soul I'm bringing down. Like they should know what kind of place this is. It's not doing the best. It's not this utopia of happiness. But when was it ever? I think we're probably in the best time ever that has ever existed. So I, like, I hear a lot of people characterize existence as yeah. doom and gloom and it's like not a nice place to live and all this sort of stuff. But what other point was ever any better? I don't think there is. I think yeah. it's always been worse. So it's much better now. So... I mean, I see your point, but I also, like, so many people are depressed way more than before. And it's just like, I don't know. It just feels like a shit time to be alive. Like, What do you think the cause of depression is? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. If I knew, I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd be way, doing way better. Um, I think um, it's like a biological thing of not having your needs met. And then, like, not your body not making those chemicals that make you feel good. And then you just don't feel anything and it's just like everything becomes like empty and meaningless. I don't know I don't feel like I'm on any authority to describe what depression is. you don't necessarily have to be it's just like yeah. a, an opinion and what do you think of it because um, I have opinions on it I'm not an expert yeah and what what are yours I'll come back to well my <laughs> opinion on it is that I cannot I can only go by what I've experienced through my eyes okay. uh, I, and so it's like this is probably going to be um I don't know, different to what other people, uh, the, the way that they view it. But in my life, the times when I felt depressed is when I felt as though I have no mean, there's no meaning, I have no purpose, I'm not mm-hmm. working towards anything. And I'm just forced to look at myself too much. It's like I'm, I'm like indulging in the way I feel about everything. Mm. Like instead, of, instead of being too busy to even think about the way I feel about things, I'm just... All, I, all I've got is time and all I'm doing is just thinking about oh this thing happened when I was young oh mm. this thing happened then oh it's uh oh life sucks all of this sort of stuff yeah I have like so much extra time to just think about all this stuff yeah but the times when I'm happy or when I'm when I'm just I don't even know if I'd use the word happy but the times when I'm Peace. doing well and yeah. and like carrying on and I can consistently do that is when I'm focused on something when I'm 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 passionate about something like right working towards yeah when i'm working towards something so i think it's a lot to do with purpose and meaning Mm. having meaning in life and the reason why i think a lot of people have no meaning in life is because we're not living in a time where you're fighting for survival or Mm. where it's like everything's there we have everything available to us we have we can go to the shops and get food from all over the world we can go on the internet and p- pretty much have access to everything, everything in the world. Yeah. It's like we have everything. So what are we only, fighting for? Yeah, what the only thing left for? to do is indulge in your own thoughts about everything and just think about, mm. oh, um, the way the way I was raised wasn't 100% perfect, so it must have corrupted me and uh, mm. now I'm, I'm dealing with these emotions. And so it's, it's like, because I didn't necessarily have a great upbringing, um, but... The, the times when I yeah, but the times <laughs> when I was 
like dwelling on it mm, was, was when worst. I had nothing going on. Yeah, yeah. And when I have things going on, I couldn't care less about my upbringing. I care about my future. I care about the mm. things I'm working towards. It's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not dwelling on it. So I think the reason why there's so many people who are suffering with depression right now is because they're not We're throwing themselves. Yeah. They're not throwing themselves into something. They're not like, like they, they're not, I don't know. They have nothing that they're passionate about. They have nothing, mm. even if there was something that they kind of like doing rather than proper going for it and enjoying it, they, they'd rather just, just put it aside and just mm. like dwell in the misery of it all. And so I think depression seems to be a developed You think it's a condition of issue. like the yeah. modern age? That's what I think. Yeah. Do you disagree? No, I don't disagree. I think all of the points you've raised are very valid. Um, however, I think depression is also a very powerful tool for change. How so? I think if you're in that in my, just like you said, like from my own experience, it was at my lowest. I was like, shit's got to change. I can't, this is not how I want to be living. Mm. Because like you said, like being busy. Mm. For me, I was, I'm a vet, like I'm always doing something. And exactly like you said, that when I stopped, it was actually, I think, a period where like my brother got COVID and I had to self-isolate. That was where I was like, I was like, oh damn, I got all this time, mm. <laughs> and, I, and like I like through COVID and stuff, like I was depressed because of loads of other things, but it was like external to me. Whereas this was the first time I was like, I'm just making all these things, not making them up, but it's all coming from me. Mm. That being said, it was like there's something that's really not right in the world that I see around me, and it wasn't just about my upbringing. It was like because I was seeing things in the kids at school that was like oh my god I've lived this why is why is this still happening to kids like why can't like if I'm here and I'm you know an adult that cares about them why can't we have an honest conversation about this stuff why can't we like communicate properly because it's I don't know I just felt like my depression or whatever I mean I don't I was never diagnosed but whatever whatever I went through was was the thing that pushed me to be like I that's what helped me like realize my purpose maybe mm. I don't know so when you was depressed and it made you do some self-reflection and you mm. um you considered what your purpose would be and then started working towards that yeah have is has your depression stopped I mean I don't think it's like a, a stop and start kind of thing it's like a continuum and I'm like really working on a as soon as I can basis when I know that things aren't going right to like, oh, what can I do to not just keep going down? Um, and I think like the most important thing is like having a good social network, like your friends mm. or your chosen family, just like people who are there to like hear you out. Like mm. the biggest thing for me is like, if you don't say something out loud, it can become like in your head, it's like echoing and it gets louder and louder. You say it out loud and suddenly it's not as powerful. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was a big one for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, since I've, I think for me, what helps me not like not fall back into depression is like staying on the lighter side of life. Like mm. if I just, just don't deep everything too much, I like, don't think about all the negatives mm. in the world. Like, cause I do have quite a pessimistic view of things and like in terms of like from si the scientific perspective of, 
global climate collapse and things like that, mm. you know, so the, there's a part of me that knows that human existence will come to an end and I don't really care. Mm. <laughs> it's, it'll come to an end, it'll come to an end, it's fun. But like, I think it's my duty to try the best I can to make my life peaceful mm. and the lives of people around me. To me, it's really, um, it's really strange that so much people are so like so sure that the world is going to come to an end and that it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like how do you know like where where are you getting that no from? i don't think it's the world like i think it's just the climate is changing the earth has been through so many different like mass extinction events it's just even the way that it's like where do you know that from archaeology from but things are carbon dated. So it's hard. To, yeah. So from science. So stuff like that. Yeah. It's like it's hard to fossils. So exactly. So fossils, yeah. all these sorts of things. Yeah. It's like then are you saying it's a hundred percent accurate? Like the way that they they date. Um, no, the way that they carbon date. No, no, no. Carbon dating is very imprecise. But exactly. Very like, imprecise. But if you think about like physics, I think is the best indicator of like time because it's just so vast. And you think about the age of the Earth. And like how rare life is, is actually like a miracle. Like the fact that we don't go outside and like immediately burn up to death is a miracle. It's like that we've got the right amount of like ozone that's mm. like developed over time. Um, so yeah, it's like, I know what you mean. Like the why is it that everyone thinks the worst when actually we're living in a miracle? I just think yeah, there's <laughs> some there's some very intelligent people yeah that want people to think have that. have like they're, they're the types of people who their whole life is philosophizing or whatever it is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where they're just basically thinking about I don't know loads of like conceptual like mm. thought experiments whatever it, yeah whatever you'd call it yeah they're there's people who that's their whole thing. They've studied philosophy. They've studied all of these different ancient philosophers and all mm. this sort of stuff. And they their whole thing is coming to terms with what life is and trying to explain it in the most articulate way and mm. all these sorts of things. And because they're so smart and they've got uh, a lot of social credit and we we respect them, people imagine that they know what they're talking about. Nobody knows. Nobody <laughs> knows. That's the that's the that's the, yeah. the realest part of it. It's like nobody knows, mm. and it's like. The, the the most smartest people of the past year, like all the like the medical geniuses, all mm. these sorts of people of the past, some of the stuff that they were doing back then, yeah, we would look at it now as it's, so it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's evolution that we're yeah. building. But the the same thing with now. Like mm. right now, there's people doing things that we accept as, oh, they know what they're talking about. But yeah. guaranteed, within like 500 of years, course. we're going to be looking back yeah. on it like it's just stupid. I mean, I look back on things that happen now, it's like it's idiocracy. Yeah, so so that being said, like, what, like, I, I can't, I can't with a straight face act like them people are telling the truth. I don't, or that they even know what they're talking about. Maybe they think they're telling the truth, mm. but maybe they're not necessarily lying, but it's they're just, the they just don't they know believe, what they're talking yeah. about. And yeah, and so they imagine... They imagine that they know more than they do. And only through mm. time, they'll eventually realize that they were wrong. But it, it seems that because they're so, I don't know, they're so respected in the community. Yeah, because yeah. they're like, like the authority on the topic. Like there's like loads of the world that just assumes that they're right. They're right and yeah. uh, But to me, yeah, there's no evidence to say, the world's going to end. There's no evidence to say when the world started. 
and we're just here so <laughs> and life enjoy, is short yeah. yeah and life is short so it makes no sense to me to to worry about the fact that oh the world might come to an end it makes more sense to me your to look world's at gonna come to an end anyway because you're gonna die <laughs> everyone everyone's gonna die but even even death it's like there's no reason to fear it as well it's because just it just is what it is yeah. it's like surely the fact that we die gives us more reason to enjoy life yeah i think that yeah so I, yeah i'm not i'm not worried about um <laughs> the end the about the end of the world there's, or so anything there's like that. any every period in history mm. people have believed believed it's the end yeah. like i was watching this show based on the book white tiger i don't know if you've heard of it no i haven't heard of it it's like zadie smith it's the wrong author anyway maybe you can cut that bit out <laughs> but okay. um it's like the like the, the, the one of the characters like jehovah's witness like the world is going to end at this time mm. tomorrow and it's like they're all in the church and then they just cry because like the time's gone and it's not ended mm. and it's like sometimes you're thinking about something that's not real and you've missed everything mm. that's now so yeah I, I respect what you're saying i'm like trying to be more like that my my partner is very much like just this is the moment now mm. just stop worrying about the past like stop stressing about the future mm. like this is you're missing this yeah and so like i'm making progress slow slow progress. Mm. it's probably it probably gives people some comfort to stick to those sorts of narratives because it may, it means that Oh, it doesn't matter what I do. Um, at some point, it's going to be ended anyway. So, whatever, I might as well mm. not do whatever. But if you believe that you, that all of that is just not not real yet, and the only thing that is important is Isn't now that? and you're, what you're doing with your life, mm. yeah, then it's like there's a lot of responsibility with that. Yeah. There's a lot of like, like there's some burden to it. Whereas, yeah, the future doesn't have any burden really. Yeah, if you're thinking about millions of years in the future, yeah, or a million years yeah. in the past. It's like you, it allows you to escape mm. what you're actually dealing with like, yeah. day to day. I'm I'm gonna put my hand. I'm a big <laughs> like I love. I've like from a kid is like raised on Disney. I grew up on a lot of fantasy, and I think that makes me very susceptible to being sold ideas about what is real and what is not. Mm. So I'm like in that stage of like actually the people in my life, the things that are actually going on around me. That's my world. Mm. The world around me, like the wider world, is important. And I do have some agency in that, but I feel more powerful in my world. Mm. So I, I don't know. I feel quite powerless in the, in the big wider world. No matter how far back in history you go, there were people that were as smart as the smartest people now. Probably smarter. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's, there's people who are really smart now as well. Yeah. So it's like, I imagine that it's, it's just, yeah, it's just yeah. what humans are. Humans yeah. are capable of like, superior intelligence of like amongst on the earth or whatever and also great atrocities yeah atrocities. All, all of them things so um yeah i just think that there's no reason why why an individual is insignificant like there's no mm. there's nothing that makes me feel like oh yeah the world's too big to whatever make a change yeah it's like it's, it's your world it's you're here in it it's do what you want as long as you're here in it you time is finite like your mm. time is finite yeah, yeah. why not do you you there, there's people who have amazing grown, things yeah there's it, people yeah. who've done like crazy things like things where i don't know where it's changed the whole world or it's changed the course of the future because of something mm. that one person has done um, yeah. so yeah it's i don't i don't think that um the world is too big or it's that like, there's too much going on or yeah, yeah I'd, no, I think I'd, it's I'd like good. to be inspired by that. Mm. I think I can get behind it. 
Have you been paying attention to any uh, current events or anything recently? I mean, yes, from afar, like mm. abortion rights, the, the changing power Roe v. Wade thing. Yeah, Roe mm. versus Wade, the changing of powers in our country. I feel like a lot of people of my age like are very in tune with like American news, but like you ask them what's going on in England, they're mm. like, fuck no, it's, mm. <laughs> it's like fucking Boris, mate, but he's mm. gone. Yeah, he's and they're like him. doing the referendum for an, a new. Um, leader of the Tory party, I I think we should have a vote as the public. Um, that's not been given to us yet. Um, I don't think we've voted for ages, isn't it? Like yeah, even yeah. David Cameron left, and then what Theresa May, Theresa May took just over. took over. We didn't. I've vote for yeah, her. I've I've been of voting age for time, and mm. the only thing I voted for was Brexit Remain, but I don't know if I wasn't <laughs> worth it. Um, that was actually mad because my parents or my dad, immigrant man, like mm. ter- not Theresa May, what's her name? What was the other old white lady who's in charge a long Fatcher? time ago? Fatcher wanted mm. my dad out, yeah, mm. when he was a student here. And man voted for out. I was like, are you for real? That's embarrassing. Why? I don't get it. <laughs> because it's like that Tory rhetoric of all these foreigners blah blah this is the same thing that they don't want you bruv and now you're like oh i'm too i'm you know we don't want more people it's like there is enough resources in this country just needs to be distributed differently we need to have different ways of like i just think a restructuring of everything is needed but i think england went well britain went all across the world fucked up everything and i don't think we can sit and be like oh this is our country now you can't come here because we were built on the backs of the suffering of other countries and their resources so i think everyone's at liberty for movement do you not feel like this is a good country do you feel like it's a bad country um i mean i think the way that i look at things is quite skewed towards the negative Mm. (laughs) i think you can tell (laughs) um but I think it's becoming like the social system is not the best in terms of like more and more children are below the like breadline. Like we're like it's just I don't know. I feel like this it's always been bad and it's not like it's a new thing. Where um, would you rather live? Like what w- country is better than this? I don't know. Because as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> yeah, this, this, is is the is, this is the best like, country. <laughs> there's literally nowhere else that's better that I, I know of anyway. I guess in my mind, what would make this country better is having representatives in government who are from working class, who can speak for the suffering of the majority of the people and who can make life better for people like from where we're from as opposed to the rich and privileged. But hypothetically if there was somebody who was not from a rich family yeah who but it would have to depend on their policies as well like their upbringing doesn't mm. mean that they're necessarily gonna do the right thing. and doesn't the fact that they have no money make them um more susceptible to bribery or to people saying all right well put this through and we'll fund this and that I mean, no, it is, it's because when you come from... It, it, I guess it depends on your morals and your ethics, right? Like, mor- so surely morals and ethics are separate from social class? I think they can be different. They can be separate. So somebody from a higher class can have high morals. It doesn't yeah. mean that... Doesn't ne- yeah, it doesn't necessarily equate. But mm. when you've grown up in an area and you know what it's like, 
I mean, I, I see it in myself. I don't know if it exists in, in the rest of the world, but like as soon as I thought about teaching, I was like, why would I teach anywhere else but here? Like I get the kids from here. They know where I'm coming from and they deserve good teachers. So I feel like if you're from somewhere, then you want to make it better for those hardworking people. Mm. You know, you don't want them to be as not well off as they are. You want to make it more fair. Mm. I don't know, I think I'm too idealistic. <laughs> I think things are pretty fair here. I feel like the things that are not fair are the things that are heavily marketed as the fair option. You think? Yeah. yeah. So I think a lot of the social socialist stuff or whatever are not really fair because it's like... Um, I don't think the education system's fair, to be honest. Yeah, I've, well, I feel like if, even stuff like the NHS and stuff like I just feel like it's not really fair because the people who work have to pay for it. Yeah. And then the people who don't want to work yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. to pay for it. Well, that's not fair either. It's like mm -hmm. there's nothing fair about it, but yeah. it just seems to be more palatable for... The majority. Or for just the, the people who believe the narrative that is pushed, mm. that, that is given to them, isn't it? It's like... I, I, the way I see things is you should be able to look after yourself. You should like do whatever it takes to look after yourself, whether it's working, whether it's whatever. And it, you should just pay for the things you need. So you should pay for like whatever your you health care. You think health care should be paid for? That's what I think, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> do, have you mm. heard about the opioid crisis? Do you not think that like private interest being involved in what medication we give people makes it so that it's not about healing but about making the most money do you not think there's something that's not right about that i feel like it's it's a complicated issue so yeah. um on one hand complicated, yeah right? everything's very complicated <laughs> so on one hand um we have the potential for corruption mm. um this is greed isn't it yeah but i i see no reason why the NHS is immune from corruption. It's not. It's exactly the same yeah. thing to me. So I don't understand why why people use that as a reason to say, oh, if it was private, it would be way, cor it way be, it'll be corrupt. It's but corrupt are, now. It is, but like there are governing bodies that are meant to be impartial to, but yeah. But I mean, it's all the same thing. So these supposed government bodies that are yeah, supposed to be like working it out, they're just <laughs> as likely to be corrupt as everything else. Yeah. It's like, so it goes back to the point I was saying about every human has the same capacity of mm. not not necessarily the exact. They obviously have intricacies. Some are more intelligent than others, but we're all like able to be corrupted. We're all or we're all able to corruptible. Yeah, yeah for cor sure. And so it's like really, it should be a thing where the, like the way to the way to prevent corruption, in my opinion, is not to make sure that there's a special group that deals with whether it's corrupt or not, because they're <laughs> obviously going to be corrupt. Yeah, so the best way would be that it's not a viable option to be corrupt because it's you that you're, you're affecting yourself. Mm. So then that way it would be everyone looks after themselves. Yeah. But that's, that's the thing with medicine. Like it's hard because the best thing for the person who's making the medicines is for the person to be on medication for the longest time. It's not them getting better because that's not economically yeah, but like let's say, for, yeah, but for argument's sake, if there's five different private companies mm. and one of them, no one ever gets better with this company, and then the other one, uh, one of the others, 
everyone gets better. Yeah. That one automatically becomes the most successful one because people start to realize, okay, this company doesn't work. This company does work. Whereas if there is no, there's not five different competing companies and then, there's then only one, one thing, option. then you have yeah, no yeah. option. You have to do what that one option gives you. And that's it. I, I do agree with that. But what is often like, so economics is the study of like human desire, right? Like what we want, like what we go for isn't necessarily healing. I think humans are quite lazy. Like better doesn't necessarily it's not the easiest option. I don't think that's what people go for. I think people go for what's easiest, like relief from pain is just like people keep taking medication for like way longer than, than is necessary because it's just like, well, now I don't have to deal with this thing, but, or maybe, maybe not pain relief, but let me just gather my thoughts. Cause I got a lot of them, <laughs> but like, I think if we put the market in charge of what is good it doesn't necessarily lead to better health. It just leads to easier health. Well, how so? Like if well, because like we all know that eating better is the best thing. Like you had that lovely lady on about who was talking about diet and like, I, oh, yeah. that. So I loved that. Mm. Um, like loads of things she talks about. I was like, oh my god, I did that in my degree. Like the mm. thing about body odor. Mm. I learned about like MHC complexes in my degree of like when we we're doing immunity. How like what makes you attracted to somebody's body odor? Because people are like, oh, why, why is body odor attractive? Mm. One theory, obviously not proven, is that if you have different MHC complexes, you and your partner's potential babies will have better immunity against disease, so they're more likely to survive. So that's why evolution has allowed that to be a marker of attraction, mm. perhaps. What does MHC mean? So it's like, you know, you have, anti you have antibodies that, like, um, attach to pathogens um so your mhc complexes are the, are the proteins that make up the variable parts like the things that change on your antibodies so that they can fit different things so your body has like a selective process for um like making an antigen and like the more things you have in your arsenal to be like oh does this fit does this fit the more likely you are to, to like fight that disease mm. But I just got really sidetracked there. What we were talking about. No, it's interesting, though. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just a um, bit more science to her point, um, yeah. Cassie's point. Yeah. But. Um, but, we were, but we were talking about science about something. Yeah, we were talking about um, med medicine, private, or. Um, yeah, but there was something there. Oh, man, I've lost it. Uh, what, what would be better in regards to, uh, in, as a, uh, in terms of um, the market deciding or. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. I just it's just an interesting one. I don't mm. know. I don't know either. Um, but I think that people's um like record should like it should speak for itself. So, for example, say there's a company that after five years of operating, all they've mm. done is create thousands Addiction, of addicts. Yeah. yeah, and nobody ever gets better, but mm. everyone's just addicted. And then there's another company after just five years of better. operating. People yeah. have come, got their medication and got back, got healthy and mm. then back to normal. Ultimately, the one that has a better track record becomes more successful because yeah. the market's deciding. It's like they will be able to see what one works and what one doesn't. See, with medicine, mm. when somebody is ill, they shouldn't, 
they shouldn't have to make those decisions. That's why we have like trials to test the efficacy so that it's safe for somebody to take. We but can't assuming like, oh, the you're trials, buying something. Well, assuming the trials don't work. Fudge those, yeah, exactly. They? Assuming the trials don't work, <laughs> it's better to just now go by. You, A you, yeah, one. you may have to actually work it out. It's like, yeah. I think everyone wants it to be super simple. They want someone else to deal with it for yeah, them. Yeah, I agree. It's like, you, somebody else's problem. Yeah, oh, some, some, I'm just going to take their word for it. it. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna tell me the best people to pick. But mm. nowhere, in, like, nowhere in life is that the case. Yeah. It's like you have to kind of work it out yourself. Yeah, my dad said that to me when I was a kid. He was like, there's no free meal. Mm. Like, if somebody's giving you something, there's a reason for it, and mm. you've got to like look into it yourself. Back to what's fair and what's not. I think ultimately, um, a lot of things that are hiding under the fair, fair. impression, yeah, under yeah. the word fair. I think you might be are, right. Are not actually honest. that fair, and yeah. they're, they're taking more from us than they're giving us. Mm. And I think fair is fair is one thing, but. Before that, yeah, we should probably just work out or work out what works best for us individually. And I think it would be better right. for the individual. So you, you're not for utilitarianism? Like, what does Can you explain it to me? So utilitarianism mm. is this idea that's like what taking an action that is that has like the most goodness as a whole, like all the effects of your action. So like taking it, not just what it does for you, but for all of like your considered context um i don't know i so don't the utility to all kind of thing the way i see it is you should do what works best for you first mm. and then you should like that what you what works best for you should also work best for your family and should mm. also work best for the, the so you do the like broader. the trickle yeah. down then. but yeah. it should start with what works best for the individual and I think that the, the, like it's it's complicated because what works best for the individual is going to be the thing that works best for their family, the family and the community, and community because anything that supposedly works best for the individual but affects their family and affects the community mm, does is not, oh, yeah. is indirectly affecting them as well. Mm. So yeah, I so like I, that. That's a good, that's a good way to see it. I think that's the way it that's the way it should that's the way it is and but. Mm. But we we're being made to think that we should worry about the community first, and then as it as it gets closer and closer, it starts to like affect the individual. But mm. so what? The community is doing all good, but it's but if it's just you're it, not good, yeah. It's, it's not good. If it? the individuals in the community are not doing good because of what they're doing for the community, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. then it doesn't work, is it? And I think that's where that's, we're at. That's a uh, that's a uh, very poignant there. I I feel targeted <laughs> <laughs> because I was like working myself way too hard, and I was doing teaching mm. because I was like, well, the kids need a good teacher. I just couldn't be that for them. Um, but having friends that are just like fuck what everyone else wants. What do you need? Mm. That's good. Mm. Yeah, big up Alison. <laughs> yeah, you gotta do you gotta do what works for you because if, for example you sacrifice yourself for mm. the broader community then um you're not where you're not what you need to be in it so you can't actually help as the way you would if you was at where you need to be in it i think when you say that i see like my whole life flash before my eyes like why is it that i think that it's because i've seen my parents be those kinds of people that are like looking out for everyone else mm. but themselves mm. and yes yeah, doesn't work does it <laughs> 
You said that you had a few questions for me. Um, what questions I have for yeah. you? Um, I want to ask you. This is something I ask like um, a lot of people that I don't really know that well because it's just like in, an interesting one. Do you have a teacher that changed your life, or do you have a teacher that you still remember as like yeah, they were a good one? When you say teacher, do you mean? It doesn't have to be in school. It can be like a sensei. It can be. I don't know who who is somebody that you saw as a teacher in. I've got loads of mentors, isn't it? Like yeah. people that have influenced, like influenced me. Yeah, these three. Yeah. Uh, also, um, loads of other people. As I say, I read loads of books, mm. so a lot of like different authors have given me. But certain do you have anyone that was like a, a personal relationship? So yeah. So then, when when you're talking about, then I also have loads of those as well. Mm. But um, if we're gonna like narrow it down to actual teachers in actual like doesn't have to school. be but i've got i've got them. teachers that okay. yeah that actually yeah, I hear that. remember as well <laughs> i went to wilbury okay for like two years and then um left and went to live in south london mm. so um i done like year one in year two or half a year two in wilbury mm. and then you know where wilbury is isn't it yeah yeah and then um so then and then i went to south london to a school called goodrich and that was a pretty good school. Um, good rich, but not hood rich. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was actually a good school. It was oh. like, it, like there was um, a few different uh, like celebrities that had children in that school as well. So it was like that's always a, a measure school. of like if people who have money are sending their kid there, then yeah. it's like yeah, you know, they're it's in a nice area as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, so teachers that I remember, there was this teacher I can't even remember his name, <laughs> but he was like. Um, he was like he was one of those, you know, those, those when the children have been naughty and that, and you have to go sit uh, with this the mentor, yeah, yeah one yeah. of them with people. So he, That's what he I do was now. cool. <laughs> yeah, he was like I like that guy. He was cool. Showed me a few things. Can't remember his name though. What he, is the lesson that you remember him teaching you, or how is it that he made you feel that you still remember him now and you're approaching thirty? I feel I, I don't necessarily feel like he taught me too much he gave me a movie once and i watched this movie and it was what a good was movie. movie i think it was called i think it was called flash no what was it called i think it was called flash i don't know if you would have seen it if anyone in the in the audience um knows the film basically samuel L. jackson's in it and there's some young boy ah fresh that's what it was okay. called fresh yeah yeah i remember now it's called fresh it's a really good film in it and it's basically based around chess you know the game chess yeah and um <laughs> so yeah he would the, the boy was really good at chess and his dad was not really in his life mm. but he used to always see his, his dad was like kind of like a drunk in it and he would mm. always see his dad at the park playing chess mm. and um every now and then he would go and play with him but his dad wasn't really doing anything else other than playing chess with him like he wasn't really like a proper but, dad or yeah, whatever yeah. yeah and um but long story short it some whole Long, some whole complicated story happens but mm. the kid's really smart and he ends up getting in some serious situations and like uses the principles that he learned from chess to life's a game to win it? yeah <laughs> so that that was a good that was a good uh, film and that was given to me by that guy who was the mentor in school um i can't remember his name i, like, I don't know if there's anywhere me finding out his name as well because mm. i don't really speak to too many of the people from back then um but yeah, he's one of them. There was another a lady called Natalie. She, I remember her. She's probably done a, the most out in in regards to school. I was having some um, times where it was like it was a bit like I wasn't really staying at home much, and mm. 
Oh, it was like the last year at my dad's before I got kicked out. So when when I was like fifteen, my dad told me to go and get a, go to the council in it and try and find get a place basically in it because okay. he didn't want to live with me anymore. Shit, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, long story short, yeah. Um, the last year things were a little bit rough. Like mm. we weren't really getting along, all of that sort yeah. of stuff. And I used to stay out a bit. Um, but this woman, Natalie, you don't want to be there. Yeah. yeah. So th- this this lady, Natalie, she um, done a lot to help me. She uh, took me to some place, bought me some clothes. Um, what else did she do? She let me stay at her yard a few nights. And she used to let me stay at her mum's place as well. So, um, yeah, she she was like, she was really compassionate, way more compassionate than I am. Like she She's like a really nice lady. And she she wouldn't she didn't just do that for me she done that for like all of the the kids that were like unwanted basically all these mm. like kids that were just like street kids she would basically go out of her way to um to like do what she could to help them so yeah she was she was really nice and I remember her and I think I'll always remember her. she yeah she's like a, a good person um, so other. So uh, other than emotional person, <laughs> but yeah, so so I remember her a lot. Um, who else do I remember? There was there was other people when because when I did eventually uh, move out, mm-hmm. I used to stay in like hostels and stuff. Um, the te- a few teachers went out of their way to try and help me and try mm-hmm. and like they would like let me know like oh if you ever need We're anything here, yeah. yeah call me like they gave me their numbers and stuff like that. So all of the teachers that done stuff like that. They, I got um, loads of respect for them and appreciation for them. Um, who else? Uh, then when I when I left secondary school, went to like college, um, done my electrical. Um, I became an electrician. Uh, a few of those different lecturers helped me as well along the way. Um, so they're all good guys. Um, then I started doing it, like the engineering as well i feel like everywhere throughout my whole life yeah i've always tried to speak to people and like build like relationships with people yeah. yeah so i think a lot of people have helped me throughout like they've they've just there's always been somebody trying to help me because i don't know I, i'm just lucky i guess in it but i think it's a lot to do with like speaking to these people it's also the, the power of communication yeah. it's like if you were closed off to it then mm. no matter who comes in your life if mm. you're not willing to listen yeah then they can't help you it has to come from you yeah exactly so yeah so those are the, the few teachers that i can think of i'm sure there's more um this natalie teacher what what was she was i think she was like the head of the year or something like oh, that oh yeah yeah mm. those guys yeah oh man they do so much <laughs> mm. yeah she was she's a good a good teacher she was a, a good person she didn't actually i don't think she actually taught, taught any classes you. oh she yeah. was just she did yeah. yeah but yeah she was good um she was like as i say she was helping everyone like every like they were, like my school was full of people with crazy stories in it mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, people who had gone through loads of different stuff like there was like young girls that had become pregnant really young and stuff mm-hmm. like that. she was always helping everyone like she would she would go like above and beyond to help the kids so she was a really good person. I hope she's doing well. I haven't spoken to her for a while. Um, about about maybe three three or four years ago, she asked me to come and give a speech. To, Did you? Yeah. How yeah. was that? It was all right. I was a bit nervous because um, I didn't. I wasn't really. 
I wasn't where I am today, mm. like in terms of um, my development. So I wasn't sure if I was going to even be good for the kids. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I tried and I've done it because she, obviously I feel like I owe her in it. She's, um, she's always done stuff for me. That's like, it reminds me of something that like a good teacher sees what you're capable of. Mm. Even when you don't see it yourself. Mm. Oh man. um but like that's their power in it to believe in you Mm. and like even now like three years on you're Mm. doing something that you're really proud of Mm. so yeah yeah can you just cut this out (laughs) really embarrassing that's all right yeah um i'm just gonna blame it on the full moon (laughs) yeah i think it's um it's probably just resonating with you because you're a teacher as well and or you're involved with helping a lot of children as well yeah so it's probably like relate you're relating to it yeah. so you had another question you wanted to ask me yeah um i wanted to ask you how you and your partner mm. um met and i know how you guys met like from sn like just just like briefly mm. but i I'm a, I'm a big sucker for love i mm. think it's one of those like you know you're like life isn't this utopia but i feel like the drugs that your body makes when you love somebody is as close as it's ever going to get for us humans, <laughs> like on a biological level. Mm. And I'm just, I'm very curious about it because I think it's like what builds families is what builds communities. So mm. um, well, I wanted to know like, how you guys met and then, and then fell in love. Okay. Well, it's not, um, it's not some like crazy uh, story or anything. I think there's, it's always a lovely story. Basically. It's crazy. So basically she's best friends with I my should. sister. They basically have known each other since... Like they were both really young, mm-hmm. uh, in so school. So like primary as well. I think so. Oh, yeah, okay. and um, yeah. So, um, my missus has been like kind of like a family friend for mm. a Forever. long time. Yeah, yeah. and um, so we, yeah, like loads of times we'd be going out on like family things, like randomly we're going for a restaurant or mm. whatever, or even just coming around. Uh, like she just yeah, and she'll she just be she'll just be there. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and I was found her really attractive but mm-hmm. i just like i found i wasn't sure if like i wanted to move to her yeah make a move yeah, exactly. yeah so it was it was a bit of a complicated it's one. like don't shit where you eat <laughs> yeah or just not is it gonna that, be weird not that love yeah. is like shitting obviously yeah. no it's something wonderful it was just it was just like is is it gonna be weird like what happens if it doesn't work or if i just get rejected is it going to be like awkward now because she's like like she's around like the family functions and stuff you gotta see your rejection in your face all the time (laughs) yeah or even if it doesn't if it if i don't get rejected what happens if the relationship just doesn't work out or i just thought it would just be quite complicated and i didn't really know the intricacies of Mm. like my sister's relationship with her like like what the deal was um in regards to i as far as i knew they were really good friends but for all i know they have some sort of drama going on and mm, it just yeah, it could yeah. be complicated in it so yeah. i just didn't i didn't really know if it was if if it was something that i should pursue or not mm. but i thought about it for a while so how old were you when you first met like your missus uh i don't know um <laughs> too maybe, long ago. maybe like Maybe like a couple years before we started dating or something, I had seen her with my sister and like I had heard of her long before I had met her. And how long have you guys been dating? 
maybe three years. SN says I ask a lot of questions, so like if you don't want to answer, that's alright. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, maybe like three years. Um, so long story short, I thought about it for a I while. I want a long story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought about it for a while. Um, I spoke to one of my friends about it. Um, mm. One, my friend Edward, he's coming on the show soon, mm. um, and he. It's like I've always been like I've always had the idea that I wanted to be married and to have like a family. It probably a lot to do with my upbringing. Mm. I wanted to have some sort of stability. And um, so I would speak to my friends that were married and um, I would ask them like, um, like? yeah, or how they met their wife and Mm. what made them know and. I was just quite intrigued by the whole idea of it. So um, I spoke to, I was speaking to my friend Edward and he, he was married. He had been married for a couple of years at that point. Mm. And um, I basically told him, yeah, that there's this girl that is my sister's friend. But I don't know, like, like I don't know if I should, if I should uh, like try and shoot my shot or like <laughs> what I should do. Uh, like, and, he was basically just like, might as well just do it. Might as well shoot your shot, innit? What's the point? Like, what's the point of not shooting your shot? It's like, even if she says, even if it doesn't work out or whatever, at least you yeah, know, you innit? You know you try. Yeah. It don't want to be regretting. Exactly. So um, so I thought, all right, sweet. Go on then, let me do it. I needed okay. that extra push from one of my boys. He yeah, basically yeah. said, yeah, go. Like, I should go for it. So, I, so then I, I, it was weird because I had a number already, but just I can't remember like, why. Yeah. yeah, just through like maybe needing to get maybe i can't remember exactly why but i had a number so maybe this is a bit of like a uh, maybe i should have done it more officially or whatever but i sent her a message in it and just said like so you didn't have to do the whole like can i get your number you just had it yeah i just had the number (laughs) and then i asked uh, i sent her a message saying um when you got uh uh, when like i want i want to take you out on a date or whatever when when you got some time or whatever and surprisingly she was like she was on it innit? <laughs> she liked me as well in it and am i allowed to ask a question yeah but we'll cut we'll, we'll cut probably cut her yeah, yeah. name out but yeah sorry um but how did did you know that he liked you i was i thought i wasn't that surprised <laughs> okay yeah so um but she liked me as well and um yeah, long story short, uh, we went on that date to some Italian restaurant and the rest is history. Had some pasta, <laughs> did the whole like... <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, we uh, had pizza. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but it was, it, it was good. Um, and then when did I uh, know that I loved her? Um, when did you know this was different, I guess? Before love, you know this is... Oh, well, this I think it was different more. from the beginning because... Yeah. All of my previous relationships were just, I don't know, um, random, mm. like just randomly met someone on like a night out or something like this that. This was like, it yeah. had been some build up. Yeah, it had build, had build up. It also had a lot more, I don't know how to explain it. It's like um, there was a lot more riding on it because of the fact that she's, everyone in my family loves her. Yeah. Um, they... Yeah, it's just, because of that, because she's like my sister's friend and all these sorts of things. Yeah, it's like I couldn't, yeah, I yeah. couldn't mess around. I couldn't, yeah. like, there I couldn't, wasn't that option. Yeah, I had to be, if I was gonna, <laughs> if I was gonna 
pursue this relationship i would right. have had to have done it yeah properly uh, so straight away it that already intention started was already there like you yeah. had that dream and you're like well this might this might be the piece for that yeah yeah so well i don't yeah not, I don't not that I'd a describe it like that yeah <laughs> I, I've, I, but this might be the thing that le- this might this action might lead to this outcome kind of thing yeah no it's just it's just a case of i couldn't i couldn't like um where, where, for example, if I met someone on a night out in a club or something, I could start dating them or start, like, linking up with them or mm. whatever, and then a couple of weeks later, I'll just randomly ghost them or something. And not that no I would, yeah, Not uh, that I would do not that. Not that I would. Not, yeah, but the point <laughs> is that all of those sorts of things were not an option. Could not. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. or even, like, you, I couldn't even just, I don't know, just, like, get annoyed and just, like, be really rude or whatever. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like... There was just a certain level of, like, where it was just, it was already on a certain level of respect in it, where it had mm. to be, like... And I think because of that, it makes me think maybe it's better that we... I don't... I don't or maybe it's better to meet somebody through the family I or was, through... I was going to say yeah. that, like, growing up in an Indian household, mm. like, everybody, like, knows the jokes, oh, we're going to arrange marriage and shit. Mm. But, like, as I've gotten older, like, I definitely... As you're explaining this, I'm like, well, this is why for centuries mm. people have married people within their community, not necessarily, mm. like, the same background or genetic makeup because that's not good, but, like, somebody that you know, you have, like, friends of friends. Mm. Like most people of a certain age like, met their partner mm. through them being friends of their friends yeah. and, like, yeah, a party or something, and you're like, oh, I like that person. Mm. But then you know, like, oh, I, can't, I can't fuck out. This is my friend's friend kind mm. of thing. Um, and now because we do all the online dating, it's like, this is just a rando. You can treat them however you want. Mm. And you have, like you said at the beginning, like people act with less responsibility to the humanity of others. It's Mm. just all about what they want and how they're feeling at the time. Yeah. So I think that's it. That's exactly it. It's, um, so I felt a lot more responsibility Mm. in this, in this situation than if it was some completely random person I didn't know. Mm. Um, so because of that, it, it was serious from the beginning like it was i was already you, take, yeah. yeah i was already taking it seriously mm. um that's quite mature for a boy for well, a man <laughs> sorry <laughs> you well, know i am yeah i am older now yeah. so maybe if i was uh 20 maybe yeah. i wouldn't be in the same mental space mm. or whatever but yeah so um just from experience just because you're 30 doesn't mean you're a man because <laughs> Baby playing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I grew up quite, quite Quickly, young, yeah. yeah. Um, so that being said, uh, when did we? When did and when I know she was one? When did I? Not fall that in there's love? a certain moment or anything. Yeah, I don't did, know. I don't know. So no, it just happened. I think I think probably it was just perfect. It was just timing, isn't it? Because so when so not long after we first started dating. They they started doing this COVID thing, and it mm. just like the lockdowns and all that. That so, was like a big deciding factor for a lot of couples, mm. isn't it? It's like it either works through this shit or it doesn't. Yeah. So I think the way w- because we were able to make it through that, mm. and um, we ended up. I don't know. It just, she just became like, I don't know, just like Harvey Well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Aww. So um, yeah. So I think yeah. I don't know exactly what point it was, but. Somewhere through, Maybe there isn't a point. yeah. Somewhere through the, through the relationship, I decided that this is. There is a moment mm. I think where you like consciously like, yeah, this is it. Mm. Yeah. So, mm. I hope I answered your question well. Thanks for sharing well. 
that. What I, about you and your partner? Oh, um, I like asking questions. I do not like answering. <laughs> you don't have to be as specific. No, no, no. I, I can be specific. Um, so I, I think, like I said earlier, like I watched a lot of Disney growing up. Mm. And I had a lot of less pleasant experiences with how I look and like just the whole attraction thing. It didn't come, I feel like it didn't come as easily to me as it seemed like to others. I don't think liking anyone is ever easy. Um, but I had a lot of hang-ups about dating. and like, like you said, like you go through stuff and it shapes the way you see things. So I actually, although I wanted to fall in love and I had this idea, I just always, in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, it probably won't happen. And like, I should build my life to be for me. And like, something that feels good for me. And just like, I had like my personal goals, like all of the books that you're reading, like mm. I had a big phase when I was like 15, 16, where I was like, who gives a fuck about what the world thinks about me? It's how I feel about myself. That got lost when I went to uni. I was like, oh my God, I do care what people think. Mm. <laughs> um, well, I was like, I, mean, I go through phases of caring and then not caring. Um, so I feel like I had this very fantastical idea of what love would be like, but I didn't think the reality would ever really work out mm. because I'd seen the not good parts of it, like growing up. I mean, my parents are in met through an arranged marriage and I mean now that I'm older I can probably say yeah I think they do love each other otherwise they would be divorced by this point but they're not mm. nice to each other most of the time um and that's their thing you know I, I remember seeing like a Punch and Judy puppet thing mm. as a kid and be like <laughs> that's you guys you're on this loop you know mm. like you can get off if you want mm. but you don't seem to be doing it so mm. like, at a certain age I was just like Love's not real. Mm. Um, like the fantasy is a thing, but it's that's infatuation. Whereas now, now that I'm with somebody, I feel like love is a lot more responsibility for yourself and for your patterns and for your thinking and for your shit. You know, like we're so messy. I'm so messy as a person. And when you're on, when you're single, you can go. You can like have a disagreement with somebody. And you go home and you bitch about it to your friends and that's it, yeah? Mm. When you're in a, a relationship with somebody, you're like, yeah, but I love this person, so like, I need to talk it out. And then you're like, oh, maybe maybe I'm the op here. Maybe mm. I'm the bad guy. You mm. know, and it just, I've been learning a lot about myself through being in a relationship. Mm. And I'm just like the happiest I've ever been. So how did you meet? We met online. Ah, so that's, cool. that's the weird one. Because mm. like, no, normally like, it's about the intention you set and like the, the way that you meet somebody. But yeah, Jazz and I met on Hinge and um, I was not with it. I was not with the right, <laughs> I was not with the right intentions. I was living at home because my dad had said if I didn't move back home after uni, I couldn't come home for Christmas because mm. he was like, he's big on the guilt tripping. And I believed him. My mum was like, I don't want you home because we're going to fight. But my dad was like, if you go, then don't come back. So I was like, this is cheaper, so I'll go with this and hopefully it'll be okay. Mm. It wasn't okay. Um, but I was living at home. First, like, I did teach first. It was really intense in Outwood. Like, they have five weeks of training in summer, no kids really. 
and then you're just thrown into a classroom mm. with the kids of Edmonton and Tottenham. And I'm just <laughs> like, where is the adult here? Oh, God, oh damn, it's me. <laughs> it's me. I'm not ready for this. Mm. Like, it was just a lot. So I think I went into dating to kind of fill a, a void of not feeling understood and not being appreciated at home. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go into it with the right mentality. Um, but I, I found something nice. So how long have you been together? It's gonna, it's gonna be three years in November. It's like mm. two and a half. But again, like COVID, I feel like mm. really, it went from just being a guy that I was dating mm. to like, nah. I mean, to be honest, like from the from the first date, he was not. He was just a bit different. Mm. So yeah, I was just like, this is this is. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it was nice. So you're probably one of the um, success stories of I online like there dating. Are loads. Mm. I don't know. I don't. Because a lot of people know. that I ask about online yeah. dating on the show, they um, characterize it as quite a um, very difficult and unsuccessful thing. I them. mean, I've I was playing the field <laughs> for a while beforehand, mm. and it is about your intention. I think at first I had like the first thing I ever got when I was at uni was. Um, like one like okay keep it or something and mm. then I was like it just made me uncomfortable I was like I don't like myself enough to be okay with other people finding me attractive I just it was I just felt uncomfortable from it so I deleted that and then one of my friends um who lives in Australia we met in Bali she was much like 18 she's like one of those people that just does shit doesn't give a fuck. Mm. She came to see me in Bath and she just downloaded Tinder for a night. And I was like, how do you, how, why? And she's <laughs> like, it's just fun. She's like, I don't even need to meet up with anyone. It's just jokes. I mm. was like, okay, let me give it a go. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay. Like the bait's catching, mm. <laughs> but am I liking what is catching? Mm. I, I think I kind of got lost in the source for a bit mm. with like getting that approval from guys. Mm. Um, it wasn't it wasn't enough like i remember going out one day and just being like this isn't this isn't working for me anymore and i i went to see my friend in ireland and she was like javina tinder isn't isn't the place you're going to meet uh, the right person like i i really hadn't been seeing anyone but mm. i'd had like things where it was like oh this could go somewhere and then it didn't and it was like i was like i can't be bothered for this mm. she was like okay we'll get hinge and like what's different about hinge than tinder. the other ones yeah so tinder is more like you're at the meat deli and you're like, oh, looks good. Yeah, that's that's the thing for me. This is all about, I mean, I read people's profiles and like, I mean, I remember once when I had Tinder, I like would message a guy and be like, hey, you should be less depreciative of yourself in your profile. Like, you're great. Um, and I was like, I'm actually seeing someone like through here, but I just wanted to say that because yeah, you're gr you seem lovely. Like, don't, don't say bad things about yourself on your So what type profile. of things would they say about themselves? They're just like, oh, I'm just like a, a, a loser that likes, oh, not a loser, but just that kind of vibe, like that they didn't big themselves up. And I was mm. like, don't, don't be like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I've, I think dating apps respond to what you're looking for. So you've got to feed in more of yourself to get something out of it. Mm. If you just put pictures of yourself looking hot, and you don't write, really write much about yourself, then people are just going to like what they see and not know anything about you. So the thing that like worked for Jazz and I was like on Hinge, they have like different prompts. 
And all of the guys that just responded to my picture, I was like, nah. Because I've given you so many things that you can actually start a conversation with. Oh, so they didn't mention any and they of the didn't. things? They didn't, like, mm. respond to any of the conversations. It was just, oh, you look you look good or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I know, but... <laughs> nah, it's not that I know. But it's like, that's nice, but mm. you had stuff to talk about mm. and you haven't used it. Mm. I'm a bit of a, like... I, I'm a teacher through and through. I love a bit organized fun. Mm. I've given you a prompt. Mm. You should use that because that's what's going to lead <laughs> so to conversation. Is Hinge the one where guys have or girls have that's to speak Bumble. to? Okay, that's Bumble. All right, but Hinge, you, I think you can have more information. Like they have like different prompts that can, I think you can use to your advantage if mm. you're looking for something. So that's the um, unique part about it. The prompts I, thing. I think so. Yeah, mm. that's what I found. So. Um, the prompt that worked for Jazz and I was I it was like debate me on this topic and yeah. I love I love a good debate <laughs> like even like talking to you I'm like I'm not here to say I'm right mm. or think that I'm wrong it's like we're learning yeah so like any stranger because I love talking to strangers mm. I loved online dating so like, this is just like some random person and they're just sharing <laughs> their thoughts on mm. things but with Jazz the prompt was uh, debate me on this topic do you think ai will ever gain consciousness mm. which is something i'm really interested in maybe i should have said that you know i'm very interested in what is consciousness mm. how does it play a part in like being alive mm. what does it mean does it give us any power over anything else what do we do with that responsibility of consciousness so he debated you on that topic well yeah he his response is really cute he was like um at first I read your thing, I was like, obviously AI can't be conscious because humans have these set of qualities like ethics and da da, da. And, then, and then he was like, but then I realized actually there are some people who don't have like a code of ethics, like psychopaths, for example, like they don't give a fuck. Yeah, he was just like, he showed from that response, he was actually thinking about it. Like he showed, I was mm. like, at first I thought this, but your question made me think maybe, yeah. Like, so I like that. Mm. What you just said is really <laughs> interesting, yeah. So what do you think about the AI stuff? What do I, oh, my God. I just, do you know what? You said that there are a lot of people that like to think about things. So mm. I think AI is one of those, like, really great thought experiments. Mm. Like, it has nothing to do with my, like, immediate reality. Mm. I just love, like, contemplating it. Like, but in, in a very real way, mm. AI is, in my opinion, and if you follow the people who are like big players in, in AI ethics, um, it's going to be like the invention of, like the man controlling fire. It's going to change humanity. Mm. And I think that can that can go any way we want it to. I think it's, it's like we have to determine what tool. is meant by AI because there are, a, there are AIs that have been operating for yeah. a long time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. AI is anything that's like, taking in data points mm. and making a um, decision based on those data points mm. and taking and like making, a, uh, an, I don't know, like taking an action or something. Mm. When you asked the question, did you mean in terms of like a human or something, like a human that's a robot, like a, a something with arms and legs and a no. head? You mean something that's just, on a computer, software, yeah. purely? Just, yeah, I just, any, AI, any artificial intelligence is just something that is thinking. Mm. That's it. So do you think it can think? Yeah, we that's what they do. They're like they're what It depends what you mean by the word thinking, thinking yeah. yeah. But it's like making a value based judgment using said data points that's mm. fed into it. 
Or um, I think that's like very simplified. I'd, I'm not an authority. I'm not. If it's programmed to respond to certain things that you've mm. said, is that the same as thinking? Um, yes, because it's it's an, it's intelligence, but it's been programmed in. It's still artificial because it's not a, a human doing the thinking at this point. Mm. It's an artificial thing that's doing the thinking that it's been programmed to think. So, say for example. Something's been programmed to have to give one of a hundred responses. It has a hundred possible responses that you can mm. give to any question. Yeah. And it's programmed to work out the one that's most, most relevant. Appropriate, yeah. Would you consider that to be thinking? No. Cause it can't improvise. There's some there's loads of parameters in the world of like AI ethics for what thinking is. Mm. That's like I I think it can I don't actually know. I've, I, I don't think that's. I think it is thinking, but it's not high enough order to be conscious. Mm. Yeah, because it is. It's thinking. It's like, well, based on all the things I know, what is the most appropriate response to this thing? Mm. Yeah, that's thinking. Yeah, I think it just boils down to what is consciousness and what is thinking. What do you think consciousness is? <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, so conscious. Consciousness to me is. I don't know. Say, say an animal walks past a mirror, and it recognizes that that's itself. Mm. On some level, it's conscious of, of itself. Of itself, yeah. But is that is that the same? Like, so if a, so, if a robot can do the same thing, does that mean that it's conscious of itself? It can be conscious of itself. Um, as in, does it know itself in the full context of what it is? Like, even when an animal looks... But does a human know itself in the full context of yeah, what it I is? Yeah, I don't know. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's complicated. Um, but the fact that we're... I think, what is consciousness? This is, like, a really deep question that, like, mm. philosophers have been philosophizing about for ages. And, like, in my religion, it's, like... Obviously, we have gods, but, like, the sages who sit and wonder about these things, they've been given a really elevated position in society because we're like, wow, that's mad that they just spend their whole day just like... Mm. Working these things out. Just high as fuck. Just <laughs> like, what is life? Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're like, it's like written in the books, that if a, a sage comes to like your door, you have to feed them because they're like praying for the huma for humanity. I'm like, are they? Mm. <laughs> and then they're just... They're just, you know, living their life and they've like written themselves into history in a way that they'll always be looked after, which I think is good on them. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, what is consciousness? It's like being aware that you're just a tiny thing in this vast ocean of things. Mm. What is what is consciousness? I love asking that because everyone has a different answer. It's complicated and I think... There's probably loads of levels to consciousness. Mm. There's like definitely the basic level. I think would be looking at a mirror and knowing that that's you in the mirror. But then would you say like bacteria is conscious? It's its own like single-celled organisms. Are they conscious? I don't think it can look in a mirror and notice <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't think it. I, maybe it does, but I just I don't think so. Yeah. I think it probably is just. But even that you've said like looking in a mirror and seeing that's like physical form. Do you think a rock can be conscious? Like nah. it can't be. Yeah, I don't know. It's. I think we can only have consciousness of so, our own capacity. So right? I think a baby 
brand new baby isn't conscious. <gasps> really? I think the opposite. <laughs> I think babies are conscious of everything. They're just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Why am I here? Yeah. Have, you, have you ever heard that expression? Like, um, I think it's like common in like, like I want to say like my in my family. I don't know if, if it's common with you guys, but it's like this baby's been here before. Mm, you know, I've heard stuff like that. Yeah, they're just like, I think they're conscious of it. They're like, what is going on? They're just learning mm. everything. Like they're, I think babies are pure consciousness. They're just like so fully aware. Of the, the reason why I say that they, I don't think they're conscious yet is because I haven't met any humans that can remember when they were born. So you're equating consciousness with memory. I'm equating consciousness with yeah so on some level yeah. with memory it's like you are aware of a time you like you know like i know what i was doing when i was free like i remember yeah. it i remember i remember it i remember seeing things through these eyes at three years old i don't remember anything from three that's sick <laughs> but i don't remember anything from one or yeah. two but that's because it hasn't been stored in long-term memory it doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't mean that that didn't happen right you were one two and you were born and you were conscious of it because your brain was... I just think that my brain hadn't developed to a point where it's now retaining information. It's like I was... Or it's... Or it's um, yeah, I just don't think it was retaining information. I think I was just there. But then like my brain was still forming or something. That doesn't mean that you're not conscious, right? It just means you're not keeping it. You can be I think conscious it does. of something. Because when you're knocked unconscious, it. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's when you're no longer aware of what's going on, isn't it? Yeah, but you can be aware of something and not remember it. Your brain doesn't keep everything. I think what's interesting is how flawed the brain is, but we think it's like perfect. How flawed? What do you mean it's flawed? Well, like perception is so weird and wonderful. And there's people like Darren Brown who like take advantage of advantages of like the shortcuts that our brain takes. Like, I just think there's a lot of, um, memory recall and like we put a lot of weight in our memories but just because you don't remember something doesn't mean it's not real it doesn't mean you weren't aware of it you just don't remember so i don't know maybe we, there are some people who can who can remember being born under hypnosis yeah but i just think <laughs> i don't yeah you i don't think it's a lie i think that's like kind of it's like you can make somebody remember, remember something, something that never, that happened. never happened yeah you they can, were born there <laughs> yeah you're supposedly born yeah and that's the fight <laughs> so, no, I, wasn't, I wasn't born i'm just here do you know what it is yeah it's like i i will i will accept that we were born yeah yeah because your mom said it happened yeah <laughs> she's a reliable because, source of information because have you have you heard about um the simulation theory yeah i know about that and that's things fun. like that along them lines <laughs> yeah. and it's like What's that? Ah, there was some smarty fancy. I don't know what his name was. Yeah, who commented on one of my videos, mm. it? and he basically said, like, he said the exact person who come up with this theory. Yeah, what and he, the simulation theory? No, but uh, that, what's that saying? I think, therefore, I am. Oh yeah, yeah. Who, do you know who that is? Who, I who, me neither. Could not tell you, but some, I know it. Yeah, so I'm really smart. At one point, I was like, yeah, maybe I should mm. get a tattoo. But I think, therefore, I am. But yeah. Not, so not right that that implies before that before you, you think can think, not, you must not, not. Yeah, you must not. You must not. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's but a tree is. Does it think? Yeah. Yeah, it does. 
you got I got myself there. <laughs> There's like different types of thinking in it. Like people say that the earth is like a thinking conscious being mm. and we're like one organism. Mm. We're all parts of it, just like all the cells in our body are parts of it. I mean, I can't name this kid, but like I really, really miss them. Like obviously, you know, like teachers teach and then they leave. Like I left I left my job before mm. it was like I just couldn't do it anymore and I left and I felt really guilty about leaving the kids because we had a good like good thing going mm. but I had to take care of myself but there was one kid I'm never gonna forget him and literally like within the, he's so wicked smart you know and they're like the streetwise kids are just the smartest mm. they're actually outsmarting science mm. and they don't even realize because they're just like asking questions and being honest and I love that I got to be there for that vulnerability of his um but he goes, we're teaching them about like how individual cells work. And then he goes, but miss, why is that cell doing that for your body? In it, like it could just be doing its own thing. Why is it like listening to what is good for the whole organism? I'm just like, that is a really good question. I don't know how it how it knows like to be part of an organism. Like so that raises the question of like, are we conscious of ourselves or are we conscious for a, a whole thing? I, I don't know. I don't know I if would, that was relevant. I would probably I say <laughs> the reason why it's working in with the group of cells is for its, its own survival. Yeah. It's like if it just opted out, it would probably die. That's what cancer cells do. They just, do very well and the rest of the organism dies. Yeah, and then ultimately they it don't dies get what as they well. Yeah, yeah. So, so looking out for your organism is like looking out for yourself. In the long run, kind of thing. Yeah, it's back to the thing where I said about um, you do what's best for yourself, and it in turn is do, it, do what's best for your rather people, rather than just right now, right? Yeah, well, it's right now and long term. It's the same. It's like you, if you're looking after yourself right now, mm. and you do that every right now, every moment in time, you're always looking out for yourself. I don't know. On the, the level like of a, on the level of a cancer cell, it mm. is looking out for itself right now. It's getting all the resources it can. By, like, spreading and, like, moving to different parts of your body, just, like, making, like, all of, like, making more and more cells accumulate to this. I don't know much about cancer cells and all that sort of stuff. Sorry if I didn't explain it well. (laughs) But I would imagine it, like, let's say for argument's sake, you've got some sort of disease or something and in like your finger and then it's just spreading it's just i don't know your finger starts to die yeah and then your hand starts to die and then your arm starts it's like the death is just it's like so that's you, not, that cell has to know about its connection to everything else to be able to know that well it's i not think the best thing i don't think that that is conscious or whatever <laughs> i just think that that's basically you're dying that's a mutation that's yeah and that. it's just it's the, like gone the death is spreading like onto like onto further further onto more parts, but I think ultimately, yeah, the whatever it is, even if even if it is, let's say let's say for argument's sake, it is it does have its own um, consciousness or whatever. People do believe that singular cells have consciousness, and then it's like a a build up, as in like the more complex something is, the more complex its thinking is, and then, or or the um, functions it needs to carry out and then con- they say consciousness could arise from the complexity i don't, mm. I don't know if that's true but yeah anyway so Maybe. you say let's say yeah so argument for argument's sake if it is conscious and it's it's thinking okay i need more and more 
whatever I need to take over more and more cells to keep mm-hmm. on living and um so it ends up taking over the whole body and then kills the body it dies, yeah. and then what happens then is it able to now spread leave the body and go into the well, earth? i mean if you've got like a virus then yeah it can kill the host and keep pro- producing elsewhere like but the ho- the longer it's in a host the more it's reproducing itself and spreading mm. so yeah i think viruses are like og demons <laughs> yeah so okay so if that's the case yeah then it I'm still kind of lines up with so the cancer cell isn't going to kill itself, is it? Yeah, it's it's like that nature kind of keeps everything in check because you need something else to survive. Mm. I don't know. That's is that where you're going with it? I don't know. I'm just. It's just interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Back to your point about the kid who said, "Why doesn't the cell do what it's doing?" And yeah. just why is it? Out. How does it know why is it that working? it's working for yeah. a whole thing? So, it, I think the same would apply with the cancer cell. So the cancer cell is working with all the other cancer cells. They're in one team trying to get more, take as much as they can. Yeah. One one of the cancer cells is not going to just opt out and be like, "All right, you lot do your thing. I'm just I'm calling it a day. I'm rolling out." <laughs> it can't. It's not going to do that because yeah. it's for its own benefit to carry on. I mean, working with the for rest. the thing that the kid asked, there is actually a scientific explanation, and okay. it and it works on the level of an embryo, and also want to go meta on the level of the universe so humor me with this one well when you're a single cell Mm -hmm. and then you're dividing because every one of us was once just one cell that's just mad for me like you're just a single cell now like billions (laughs) but when was you a single cell when you was like a sperm no so when the sperm and egg fuse that was one cell one cell yeah so was the sperm half a cell and the, the egg sperm was half is a, a full cell. cell and the eggs are full cell, but they each have half DNA. So together they make full DNA set for a human being. So it's two cells, one DNA. Well, one DNA for a organism, yeah. Like okay, the ga- gametes have half of what that organism have. So has so like if a plant, like a regular cell, has four like twenty. Well, he, let's say humans. I'm not remembering numbers right. So we have 20, 23 pairs. So our sex cells have 23 chromosomes. And then they, together they make the 23 pairs, which is 46 in total. Okay, so what point was it a single cell when it was a sperm? When, no, it's a single cell when they join together. It's a single cell when it's a sperm, single cell when it's an egg. But they're single gametes. They're not like, they can't make a whole organism by themselves. Okay, but an organism. Yeah. Is separate from a single cell, yeah? An organism, organism is made up of cells. Yeah. yeah, so the organism is two single cells together, yeah? Makes the organism. Doesn't yeah. have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but before... Organisms th- can be produced from non... Like, you can have asexual organisms too, so let's just say sec- a sexual organism. Okay, but you said humans were one... one all humans cell. were one cell. Yeah, yeah, At what point was they one cell? When they were a sperm? When that's when they were sperm, when they were, you were actually two cells. So you, there wasn't a single. There was, there was two cells. And then cells. they become one when they fuse. Okay. That's when they're one cell. So that For being like said, a couple humans minutes. weren't ever one cell. Didn't humans it? were. That, there's two cells coming together. They become one. They fuse and make one whole cell. <laughs> yeah, but how can <laughs> you be a, a single cell if you're two cells? Because you become one. That's what happens. You become one <laughs> organism. One cell, it becomes one whole cell because is they a cell and an organism the same thing? No, so yeah, it can be because <laughs> I'm like, obviously, you've obviously studied all of this, yeah. yeah. I haven't studied it, I'm just trying to make sense of yeah, it. Yeah, so let me try again. 
You have a sperm, yep. which is a cell. Yep. And you have an egg, which is a cell. A different cell. So they're two cells. They're two separate cells. Yeah. And so then together, like separately, are they a human? No. They so, could not make a human so on their own. Separately, they're not a human. No. So for it for there to be a human, they need to join. It needs two cells. Two cells to become one. So there's so no one was ever one cell. They are one. They're <laughs> one from two. <laughs> it, they make a single cell from the sperm and the egg joining together. The the egg actually kind of assimilates the the sperm's DNA, then it becomes one big cell. One. Okay, so one the sperm is one cell. Yeah. The egg is one <laughs> cell. Like, I'm doing such a bad <laughs> rap for science here. Oh, All right, but yeah, so sperm is one cell, egg yeah. is one cell. Okay. Together, there's two cells. They're not a human yet, though. Yeah. Once once they get together, they become one human, but it took two no, cells to create one human. Yeah. They were, that being said, together, every, they are not a human. They are the potential for a human. Okay. They, they form a zygote. Okay, that's the one. So we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to take it step by step. <laughs> so you have one sperm, yeah, cell, one, <laughs> one egg, egg cell. cell. That's two cells. Yeah. To make it into a, uh, the potential of being a human, they need, they to, need to come need, together. Yeah. So for every one human, two, two cells, cells had to create it. Yeah. So that being said. Every human was two cells. It wasn't one cell in it. Okay, fine. Every human was a two cell. <laughs> because the reason why the reason why I'm making that point, yeah, but they become one cell. This that's when it starts. They getting were two, like, and then they become one. Yeah, but so <laughs> they, like they become one organism. They become one cell. They become a whole cell. How can one and one make one? One and one makes two. Because they're halves. They're kind of halves of the whole okay, that they so, can become. So then. A sperm cell is not a full cell. It's a half cell. Yeah. And an egg cell is not a full cell. It's a half cell. Kind of, yeah. Well, that's the... Yeah, it's either yeah, yeah, that yeah, or yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay. They're half cells. <laughs> All right, fair They're enough. They're gametes. They're half of the organism. So what does gamete mean? Half cell? It's like the sexual cell. Okay. I, d- I don't know if I'm explaining right. But basically, sex evolved. At first, there was just one cell that copied mm. itself. So and then do you believe in evolution? The, the idea that we started off as a single cell. I think it's a possibility. I think it's a theory because it, we can't prove it. Mm. I love evolution. I also write poetry about how shit it is because its only measure of success is fecundity, which is like how many you produce, which doesn't measure how good that life is kind of thing. Um, yeah, I do believe in evolution because there's evidence for it, in my opinion. Okay, but it's not enough evidence to take it away from being a theory. Um, well, I think we need a lot of evidence to take anything away from a theory. Mm. We weren't around. We can't, we can't know for sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even but all the evidence that we have are like snapshots of time. They're like the 1% that survived all these years. We don't know the full picture. We never mm. will. Mm. That's so, quite exciting to me. So that being said... It can't be so. There are. I do certain believe things. in the mechanism evolution. You can see it in farm animals. You see it in dogs. How so? Because we've been breeding dogs for um, docile to be docile to like listen to their masters. Like even like cow, like weights of cows. Like you breed for certain qualities, and those mm. become um, predominant in the population that you have based on what you're... Is that evolution or is that selective breeding? Yeah, but selective breeding 
shows how evolution could take place. It's like, this is successful because this is what allows you to survive. So now you're the dominant species. I think that's called, is it called extrapolation or something? Where like you take two things and then you use that to add some extra stuff in there that there's no proof of. (laughs) Maybe I'm using the wrong term here, but it's like the fact that selective breeding exists. Yeah. Is a very different concept oh it's very like it's a huge jump from that to to evolution evolution. i see what you mean so it's like there's extra bits added in there to make evolute to prove evolution so ever the thing about evolution is we have i mean we can see evolution in like the fin in darwin's finches evolution is an explanation of how that happened i would argue that that's um adaptation not evolution and i would argue that there's a difference evolution needs adaptation what do you define as evolution? Let me start with that. That's, okay, I've, so I've been a bad teacher here. I think evolution, the, the accepted belief of evolution, or as far as I've always your, known your it, awareness of yeah, is, is that something can become something else given the, um, I don't know, millions of years and loads of environmental factors and whatever. One thing can, com- can become something else. That's what I think the understanding of evolution is. What adaptation is, is one thing can adapt and change. So Not into something else, so but just ev- to be bigger, smaller, have a longer beak, have ev- longer claws. Evolution and adaptation work in tandem. Like evolution, how something can become something else is through changing what it is. So the question is... Um, like okay. what you said about mm. what adaptation is, is correct. Mm. And that is how evolution happens. So like... Say like a big jump in evolution is going from making eggs, which is the scientific name for, I think it's oviparity, to keeping the fetus in your tummy for the gestation period. The difference between that is very small, but it makes you a completely different kind of organism. I think evolution is actually just doing something differently it's a mutation it's random we have no idea what that different thing can be let's say for argument's sake chickens have eggs yeah yeah somewhere millions of years in the future yeah there's it's a possibility that chickens will just birth animals or birth chickens from within their stomach without the egg well yeah that's how mammals evolve mammals do the whole like your your fetus is growing Mm what happens with um reptiles and like birds and stuff is that it's in the egg yeah but we have decided actually the egg is not safe outside let's just do it in here yeah so the question is are these just two different ways of doing things yeah like different animals or is it one has evolved to not be like that because the implication would be that humans one day did have eggs which is no i I see no evidence for that to ever ever happen that's not that's you've taken it really out of context like but like so let's say we went back evolved, millions and millions of years humans ago. evolved after over parity it's like so in in our understanding of it like a lot of science is just what we think about things so it doesn't necessarily mean it is the truth i it think is, all science is that yeah exactly so it's, it's not like reality i think some people believe that science is reality it's it's our perception of reality mm. um so if over parity evolved somewhere here humans are way down here we would not be able to have eggs like i don't know that didn't <laughs> so what it seems to me is that any 
any type of example that would result in us being able to pinpoint what exactly some sort of proof of evolution is so far away that no, there's no, no way it's just of mutation it's just mistakes are made and those mistakes sometimes lead you to survive better than other things and then you're like oh I'm out here winning let's make more babies and then yeah that's it and then it gets passed down more that's all it is it's on a very simplified level, evolution is just a mutation that, based on the context that it's in, has been successful. There are loads of mutations that lead to cancer. There are loads of mutations that lead to a fetus not making it to, like, the first week. You know, like, a mutation is not inherently a good or bad thing. Whether it's good or bad depends on the environment it's in, and that's why things survive, because... If you're all the same, then something happens and you're all fucked. Mm. So you're all a bit different, then you're like prepared for all these eventualities. Okay, so tell me if my understanding is wrong here. I'm under the impression that evolution imagines that, or the theory of evolution imagines that there was some primordial soup which had single cells in it. Mm -hmm. And at some point, those single cells formed into some sort of fish or something and then that somehow formed <laughs> into some sort of land animal and yeah, then that yeah. somehow formed into a monkey or ape yeah, or something yeah. and then that somehow formed into humans mm. and whilst that happened to to create humans it happened in loads of different other ways to create loads of different, loads of different things, animals yeah. that's what i that's what i think the is theory evolution? of evolution yeah is based on is 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 that am i right that's kind of like in the right direction like the one of the theories is that a single-celled organism ate another single-celled organism and decided to not digest it and keep it to keep its thing like like as an extra membrane within its own cell so that's how you get eukaryotic cells which have like a nucleus and that's what like separates that's like the the first branch of like the oldest living thing is prokaryotic and eukaryotic prokaryotic are like when i used to teach this teach this at school like, they're like the basic bitches they don't have anything around the nucleus they're like just a single cell they can't do shit they do loads of cool things but they can't become multicellular because mm. a eukary- eukaryotic organism has it's got like rooms in its house as opposed to one big house you know mm. and they each do it's like compa- compartmentalizing which on a bigger scale is like in your body, each cell has its own job. It's like an organism. And I think I said this and I didn't come back to it. Like in the universe, there's a theory like in the Big Bang, before everything started expanding, all the particles are in one point. So actually every particle knows every other particle. So we are all connected in some very large scale way. Back to so the core, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I get very sidetracked. No, no, I I hear you. So, what this is, this is what I think, yeah. I think that that narrative, the Mm -hmm. single cell, what creating loads of other stuff. I think it is that is the theory of of evolution. I think, like, yeah. So, that narrative, yeah, is almost the same thing to me as somebody saying, I know God, I've spoken to him, I pray to him, he speaks to me. And um, you don't think there's any evidence for that? It's yeah, there's there. I'd see no other than people saying it. Mm. 
it's like there's no I see no evidence of it I think our ability to see evidence is limited by our ability to detect things so like something new that's coming out or not new but like Something exciting is like epigenetics of like how your environment can epigenetics. like. It's not new, so it's, it's not old new. Theory, e- you know? Epigenetics mm-hmm. is newly becoming big in terms of. It's like of inherited yeah. trauma and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, stuff like mm. that. Oh, you know your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like that's counter to evolution. And because it's like you can only pass down things through genes, but maybe you can pass them down through mm. alterations. So so you see that, yeah, let's like so epigenetics, yeah. Like inherited trauma. Mm. Um you could also explain that same phenomena with the other thing, the cloud theory thing, like the um yeah, collective there's just consciousness. Loads of theories for so, everything. Yeah, so what I think it is, yeah, is there's loads of smart people. Humans are the smartest thing on the earth, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And because we're so smart we come up with loads of unprovable and undeniable um, or like you can't prove it right or wrong. Mm. We come up with loads of different possibilities. Yeah, exactly. And some of them have more weight than others, Mm. but the weight of something is mainly because of how many people agree with it. It's not because of any more proof or any less proof. I think you're right. It's just because more people have accepted. It feels heavier because more people believe in it. Yeah, so evolution is probably one of the heaviest ones that loads of people... You don't agree with evolution? I just have... There's just no evidence of it. and it's There's so much Do you know what type of human I am, yeah? (laughs) So you've got to see it with your eyes. Well, I'm just the type of human, yeah, who... I think that's good. ...who has come into this world and has seen that there's loads of people trying to tell me stuff that they yeah. don't know about. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like, I, I hear you. I hear all of these people that are mm. saying all these things, Darwin, all of these different people. Uh, I'm not people. a fan of Darwin. Yeah, I, I hear, he, I hear he what they're saying. women were crazy, so I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, well, it's rare that people would even know anything more about him than the fact that he's done, uh, like, yeah, the evolution unless you theory. study, yeah. Yeah, so... He was just a product of <laughs> he was just a product of his privilege. Like who else gets to travel around the world in eighteen something I don't know when he did, I can't remember. But who else gets to travel around the world and just do whatever they want, like study animals other than white privileged males at that time? Like no one else. I don't know. But either way, yeah. I think I, our people knew about these things anyway, we just got on with life because yeah, what's the point of talking about it? Just protect the things that that are there, innit? It's taken time for them to be here. So don't think that you're better than them by killing all the animals in your mm. place because it's going to fuck you up too. Mm. We're all, I think like native cultures just got science on, an, on a fundamental level and they use that to shape their actions. Whereas we talk a lot about science, we don't live by it. We still mm. live by what's best for us and not what's around us. I imagine everyone, all humans have always done what's best for them. Yeah, because we're just animals. Yeah, isn't it? all animals do what's best for them. Like you're not gonna, you're not like you're not just gonna. But what's best for like you said, like what's best for the whole organism is what's best for you. Like keeping Mother Earth happy is what's good for us. That's our home. Yeah, it's easy to imagine that that keeping Mother Earth happy yeah, is the same thing as oh, we need to be worrying about global warming. We need to worry about. Recycling. Oh, no. uh, I think we need that to worry should about be this. that should be the. Res- I've I've spoken about this like loads with my friends. Like that should be the responsibility of corporations, mm. and I think they do a good job of making us feel like it's our problem. Mm. 
And so they don't have to do shit because mm. they're the ones that we're buying from. Well, I just think it's a non-issue anyway. I think if anyone is to have to worry about it, it should be the corporations. Mm. But it's not obvious to me that anyone should be worrying about it. It seems that it's just something that's just being mm. like shoved down our throats because they just we just have to be obsessed with something. Like they just, I don't know, the people who control things want us to be... Obsessed with the climate change. They just, yeah, they just want us to be caring about loads of different random things mm. i think what what that do you not sense changes in temperature and global temperatures rising could lead to sea levels rising i just think it's a bit ridiculous it's like it's like what frame of reference does anybody have it's like everybody's lived a small a short life we're measuring sea levels all the time and the yeah, but if the temperature rises the, icebergs melt it's okay. very simple okay yeah, that's what they're saying look i get it and what you're saying is pretty much what these people have made us like they they've made it in such a way where if you don't agree with it you're obviously stupid you don't understand no, I don't, like I don't, I, don't basic, think, I don't think that i don't think but that's that's basically the narrative and it and it's yeah. like so okay you don't think climate change is a thing i want to know for starters for starters what have they how have they measured these things like their me- their ways of measuring things are ridiculous it's like it, they haven't for starters yeah they've only just I, invented I certain that, certain right? technologies the measurements that we take affect the science that we get yeah, so, all yeah. of the technologies that we have here now like the, the technology that we had 50 years ago Wasn't was like nothing precise. compared to what we yeah. have now the technology we have now is nothing compared to what they're gonna have it's like we're, we're constantly trying to explain unexplainable things yeah with our primitive low resolution mm. tools that we have now and it's like we're trying to we're trying to do it with like very matter of fact as well it's like mm. oh i've created this um this telescope and because uh this is the only telescope like this yeah this i can tell you yeah, what yeah. the universe is all about these times who's who's like no it's that we have to just take their word for it we have to take this guy's word for it because he's got this telescope have Mm. we even seen the telescope or is it just like a theory it's like the whole thing is just like i mean you can go visit a telescope you can go visit it but there's certain things you will never see there's like Mm. um there's like the hubble telescope you ain't gonna see that Mm. that's apparently in the sky like that's yeah somewhere in space apparently the james webb telescope out yeah you you're never gonna see these things you're never gonna be able to um I get, get, I get what you mean. Yourself. It's like it's not, it's a reality that is removed from what we can actually experience. So therefore it's kind of removed from us. And is it even real? Like how can you prove it? You yeah, can't. and it's like they're, apparently they've been monitoring the temperature of the earth for how long? How uh, like how long would you say they've been monitoring the temperature of the earth? Uh, I'd say maybe since like scientific revolution, enlightenment. So since like the, maybe let's say like, 1900s 1900s in in precise equipment and then getting okay so the 1900s yeah that's like like we're talking about what less than 200 (laughs) years ago yeah so 200 years ago yeah in if you're talking about a supposed planet that's that's supposedly yeah that's supposedly (laughs) been about for how long billions of years or 4.4 billion 4.4 billion and even that is just ridiculous or everything they say is just nonsense yeah but let's let's (laughs) try and use some of their things as like reference points so 4.4 billion years which is whatever it's to do with like how they measure time time isn't even real so yeah 
What's 200 years to 4.4 billion? It's a thing. It's like a head. It's nothing. It's nothing. You can't even see it. It's like it's so insignificant. And it's like, okay, you've been monitoring it for 200 years. How do you know every billion years it doesn't just like do a cycle? How do you know it's not just a billion year cycle? It's like there's no way of knowing. And it's it's just nonsense. This is the thing. Uh, Even if that is true, Mm. and I can't say that it is or it isn't, our way of life is fucked. And that's the important. That's the thing that I think people. Why? Because the earth gets hotter, cities go under, and people die. We the earth getting hotter, for all you know, is just what happens. That's what earths do. But that's what the earth. Yeah, does. the earth does, and then it just gets then hotter, then it gets melts. colder, and it gets hotter, and it gets. But colder. then ice melts, and it leads to different land formations. And yeah, it- but maybe that's gonna be like that, whether we're here or whether we're not. Maybe it's Probably. got nothing to do with us. Yeah. So it's like we think it doesn't make about us. so it doesn't make any sense for us to. But in the last affect the way that we live in the last two hundred years, the uh, not two hundred years, maybe more the. Industrial Revolution has led to a really like rapid increase in CO two emissions, so that's like a very plausible explanation for why the Earth's getting hotter, because CO two is a gas that traps infrared radiation and makes the Earth hotter. As I said, yeah, it's quite logical. People are really me. smart. There's loads of really smart people, so they're gonna come up with plausible things okay. but i'm saying there's at least like 20 different plausible things that contradict each other that all could explain could it. explain it i i see you and it's and it's that. like it doesn't make sense to me yeah, to waste any like mind power yeah on to be honest going I through all of these mean, sorts yeah, of issues it's, it's beyond us it's like that it's on a global yeah, scale just, and yeah. it, it just seems that the only like the people who's the people who like what's more of what's more clear to me yeah is that these some of these narratives result in some people becoming very rich. Yeah, that's very obvious to me. That's Duh. not like I don't have to like theorize and work out no, what no, happened no, billions of years ago to true. see what's happening. Some of these theories are making certain people really wealthy. Yeah, it's more logical to me yeah, to just look at okay, so this is why we're doing it. The outcomes tell the reasons. The it? thing that like I guess gives it weight for me is why are the richest people on the planet looking to leave? Leave what? Earth, looking to colonize other planets. Why are they? Why are they investing in planet like extra? I, I don't think so. Travel. I think the richest people in the world understand how money and economy works. Yeah, and what they're doing is they're coming up with valid reasons why they, instead of giving their like however much of their money into taxes or whatever, they're just spending it on going to space or on creating spaceships or yeah. on whatever really they're just hiding money and they're just c- coming up with all different reasons why. why yeah and it's like i would do the same thing i'm not i'm not blaming them like the i get it it's like why like let's say for argument's sake to this year you've made a billion pounds i can't I, so it's just impossible just just, just, a thought, yeah. just a thought experiment <laughs> yeah like so you've made a billion pound this year the, because of the tax laws you have to give the government, who you don't really believe in anyway, you have to give them 500 million. <laughs> yeah. You have to give them 500 million of your hard-earned money. Yeah. Like, you're a genius. You've created a business that gave you a billion pound in a year. You now have to give half through, of that. Through exploitation of others, I might add. Like anyone, that's, that's another issue. That's another, that's another issue. issue. Let, let me quickly get to this point, and we'll <laughs> go to that, because I, like, I also don't agree with that as well. But, <laughs> look, so we'll stick... So the. So 500 million, you now have to give it to the tax, to, to the government who you don't really believe in. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing that, 
you can create a space program yeah. where you basically like furthers humanities. Yeah, yeah. you let everyone feel yeah. you let everyone know look i'm doing the best thing for everyone i've created this space program look don't worry about where all the money is gone like just know it's on my That's space so program cool. like i've created this spaceship that never existed before <laughs> and it literally cost 500 million who yes. knew that's exactly the money i was gonna have to pay to taxes but yeah it's all gone <laughs> i on can spaceship. do something for me yeah and then meanwhile while you're doing that you're creating you're spending your money how you want to spend it but you're making it look a certain type of way so that you don't have to pay taxes and mm. good i believe in that i believe in like <laughs> i think that's how the economy is designed it wants you to to outsmart the system that it's, it's designed in a certain type of way for you to you think you're doing what's better but it's actually feeding back into it i think if you give the money to the to the government they just spend it frivolously on nonsense so better you spend it on what you want to spend it on but you do it in a way that nobody can come and get you for it so if that means you have to create a space program, so be it. If that means you have to, whatever, create your own charity, which a lot of these super yeah. wealthy people do, so be it. Yeah, whatever it is. Do, do. Like, I understand money. I understand the economy. I know why people do these things. I don't think that that means that what they're doing is a real thing. Mm. Like, it doesn't mean that, oh, yeah, spaces are like, oh, yeah, we're really going to go to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just means that they've got a lot of money and they've and got they to put it somewhere. Something to put us. Yeah. I've actually and never thought so, that. So now let's, I'm not that good with money. Yeah, so now let's go back to your other point about, okay, they only become that wealthy because of exploiting other people. I think that's just the way to make money. Yeah, it? I think that's like one you of the biggest, yeah, one of the falsest narratives ever. Like I feel like loads of people, so obviously I, I think a lot of things are false narratives, mm. but that's one of the other false narratives. Tell me more. I want to learn. <laughs> the idea that the only way to make money is to exploit people. A lot of people preach that. A lot of people say that. I was actually thinking about true. this on the way here because mm. I was raised on this idea that like money is like bad, mm. but like that is a mindset that keeps good people out of money because yep. we do things for free that could make us more and we could be living better and doing what we do better mm. if we got paid for it. Yeah. And yeah. to me, Someone how good... fund the education system, please. <laughs> I'd love to get more. <laughs> how could you be a good person and you can't and you have no money if you can't even afford to look after yourself how can you be a good person you can't yeah, help I'm, anyone else i need to get a summer job because i'm on probation so i don't get paid while i'm not working and it's the f obviously like i've been a teacher this whole since i left mm. uni so it's like i'm like damn i'm really poor poor <laughs> i gotta get a summer job again mm. i did that when i was like 18 and now i'm gonna go back but in my head, I'm like, it's okay because you're doing something that is important and yeah. it's helping kids. But if you had more money, you'd be able to help more. Yeah. Like, you're a good person, yeah? Or let's yes. say for argument's sake. I mean, uh, what is let's, good, let's what is say, bad. Let's say yeah. for argument's sake, there's a good person. Yeah. This good person. That good person could be with, me. Yeah. I'm happy about talking. With more money, <laughs> they can do more good. That's money is an amplifier. It's not good or evil. It it's is like whatever you more. do, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can do more of it with money. Yeah, yeah. If you're a really good person, you care about kids, all this sort of stuff, you can create facilities, you can create programs, to, scholarships, yeah. you can do all sorts of things mm. to help people with money. But I can't. But I with no it. money, yeah, you can it. barely continue. You can't even continue to I'm do what like you're doing. I'm relying on my parents to sustain me. Yeah. Like to be able to do this thing that needs to be done. You know, there needs to be kids who have, there needs to be adults who have patience to work with kids mm. with needs. Yeah. But 
no one's paying very well. <laughs> so I think this this narrative of like money being a root of all evil or money I, being I'm not there anymore, but I was and I can see how it's like actually detrimental to good people. Yeah, it's not good for anybody. What it does is basically it makes the rich people just carry on being rich and, and then the poor people feel like, poor. Oh, I can't you win. Do it I'm by just, duty. Yeah. yeah. And you just feel like you can't win. You feel like, oh, any pursuit of money is evil and like you're not supposed to pursue it. It's like, but the core of money, what money is, yeah, is a byproduct of service. Of a service, yeah. Yeah, so if you render a good service, you you get money for it. It's, it's That just is what it is. Like, Nobody, I feel, this is like my maybe wrong opinion. I feel like who is there giving money to the service that I'm, that I and loads of people who work in the education system render, which is building, I mean, I hope to a more resilient, hopeful future for us all. I think because it's a social industry, because it's social, like it's, you, you're getting paid by the government, isn't it? Mm. So the government is just, they don't pay shit. Yeah, they're just <laughs> screwing people. They're not, because yeah. to the government, it's like, well, we could pay everybody more money or we could give or them the bare minimum yeah. and then and they'll just still hide do money it. and yeah, buy yeah, houses yeah. and do whatever it is. Like, so Because they feel like they have to do it because if they don't do it, who does? Which is... Yeah, and also if they don't use the whole budget, then they would, what, they're gonna, are they going to give taxpayers back their money? Of course mm. not. They're going to just spend it all so that then next year they can ask for more and just next day, they're going to spend everything they have and they're going to spend it in the ways that they want. And then next year they're going to need more because if this they had left over. I think there should be like representatives of good people in government. And they spend but they would do the same thing. Everyone would do the same thing. It. It's like, it's like power corrupts, isn't it? It's like if you have power over, over, if you get money, loads of money given to you for free. Yeah. It doesn't it's it's only anything. natural. It's only natural that you will start to spend it on the things that you think is best to but spend. There it are on. countries who spend on education. And it shows, you know. Yeah, That's thing. we spend mon- money on education, there, but not enough. Like mental health in schools is shit. Like those things work in tandem. We need to upskill teachers so that it's a valuable profession, not just something that you go to if you couldn't get a job in your field, mm. which I think is a like a real thing. Like let's let's say there's two teachers. There's one teacher who goes the the normal path here, yeah, where they basically they got they work for schools, get paid by the government, and it's mm. a set wage, and they 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 just do that. And then there's another teacher who like makes it all um, like a private business. He does his he or she does their own thing, yeah, and basically either yeah creates a private school or creates a private tutoring yeah tutoring yeah. whatever it is, and they're charging by the hour. Mm. what they see fit i have i have a teacher like that and honestly she changed my life like that person would, probably yeah. would do a lot better yeah. than the person who goes the the normal route yeah you're right and it's not that that person is somehow evil because ah, they're getting money sick. yeah if anything they're like them having more money allows them to give a better service allows them to do she still goes above and i think a good teacher is never cons- like obviously the money is is what's sustaining you so it's important but even though she's I'm I'm speaking about my maths tutor who's like a living legend. Like every every student of hers that I know, like in the Tamil community, like in North like Edmonton, like Enfield kind of way, they all like there are so many doctors, like just engineers, any 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 kind of like respectable profession within our community, 
we all like there's so many people that are like yeah summer tea was name drop her summer tea was my man like mm. she she pushes you and like when you i've like become friends with her as an adult and like she was teaching all the time and it was because she was the breadwinner in her family mm. but it was also because she wanted these kids to do well so i think it's like those two things working in hand in hand like yes you want to make money so that you can survive and and have a good life for your kids and yeah. she's like trying to pay off her mortgage and shit but it's also you've got to care about the people you're working for. You've got to care about the service you're giving. Mm. And there is some sacrifice involved in that, I think. So let's say for argument's sake, there was an organization, a privately run organization that popped up that had a hundred of that of those, those types, types of teachers. teachers yeah. They're paying them good money. And like each each one of these um, teachers are able to make up to, let's say, whatever, 100K a year yeah. because they're charging privately. Everything's private. They're getting mm. the money themselves. I believe that organization will be able to do a lot more good than teachers who are strapped for cash and they have no money and they're, they're half the day when they're supposed to be at school or whatever, yeah, they're, they're stressing because these bills are coming up and mm. they can't afford things. And it's like, yeah. so it seems to be, seems to me that um, money is a byproduct of service or it's supposed to be a byproduct of service mm. and you should you should, you care should about the service yeah and you should want to pay people that do that do the job it's like you should want it's like when you pay somebody you're you're on some level saying the money that you're giving the service that they're giving you is, is worth, worth more this. than the yeah. money well it's worth it's more more but this because is because you're this exchanging this for that you, yeah. it's like i want you to have this money so that you can give me the service it's like yeah. you're trading that for that because that's yeah. better that's more important to you than the money that you're giving mm. so yeah it, you should want to pay people to do so that's why i think everything should be privatized because mm. i want to pay people to give me a good service i don't want I, money I to just be taken from me yeah. yeah i don't want money to just be taken from me and then the person it's just give me whatever service they want service, and yeah. yeah that's that doesn't make any sense to me but the reason why i think a lot of people don't like that idea is because politics and, like marketing the, yeah, the, you've got to be intelligent about the choice that you make then yeah your, it's your responsibility yeah and also there it's being rammed back down loads of people's throats that oh we need to help we need to do the socialism thing we need to basically help um everything needs to be one thing but it's like what's the point of everyone being poor then when it like that doesn't make any sense to me it's basically like okay yeah everyone gets the same everyone gets a standardized amount of money but then nobody's actually being able to become I don't successful think that's the right thing at all because it doesn't either. it doesn't breed innov innovation it yeah. doesn't breed in like difference it doesn't breed something new because you've you've all got it like it's just like you're just there there's no that like that thing that you said like there's no motivation there's no drive mm. and there's no reason to go though. even harder so say for example yeah. if it is all privatized that carrot is really good <laughs> without it we don't do shit mm. and yeah so if it if it is all privatized then it's like someone might have an incentive to uh like if i'm teach if i teach 10 kids or if i'm able to help 10 kids i get x amount of money but if i can mm. help 100 i get 10 times that amount so it's like incentive to like help more, to do more of what you're doing. Mm. But, but if, if you yeah. if there's no difference, you help 10 or you help 100 and you still get the same anyway, they you're more likely to help less because yeah. it's like, I'll help what I can and still yeah. get the same amount of money. It doesn't make any, there's no reason. 
you should give people money for what they're doing. If they do more, you should give them more money. Mm. That's what I think. Yeah, I think I agree because like a lot of the things that made my job hard weren't the things I was being paid to do. It was all the emotional stuff, all the emotional labor of kids not being out to their parents, like kids dealing with like abusive households. Like I don't get paid for that. Mm. That's the stuff that makes the job hard. Mm. But that's the stuff that people remember, like when you're actually there as a human being for them. Mm. And it's probably a lot yeah. easier to be there if you know all your bills are paid. Mm. You have a decent, like you, you have yeah, decent I, living. I couldn't even do that because, like, to be able to like give money back to my family, which I felt a responsibility to do, I was working Saturday nine to five, mm. and so I was fucking knackered all mm. the time. It didn't, it didn't work for me. Even that, it, like the fact that you've got to like do loads of extra stuff and you're just tired all the time, yeah. it's like that's going to now affect the, my teaching. Uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. ability and to And one help. of my colleagues was like, you should just quit all your teaching and just teach. I was like, well, I don't feel like it's enough money because it isn't. And I just feel this responsibility to, to use all my time because the time that I'm using isn't making me that much. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. like time is money thing isn't it? i learned that like when i worked at mcdonald's like the mm. first time you get paid you're like that was really long <laughs> and this is all i got like, i've been yeah. wasting my own time for years mm. so yeah i don't know yeah it's better to have a society that's based on rendering services and being paid for it rather than everything's just super uniform and mm. you get the same amount so that's like not how communism biology works uniformity leads to failure mm. <laughs> we've got to all be different so that yeah. different things work different things don't yeah and there's going to be different types of people there's going to be some people who want to work extra and there's going to be people who don't want to and the amount of money they make should be reflected the people who don't want to work extra pay for services that other people are like benefiting from in it what do you mean like as in if you don't want to make your food mm. then you pay a chef to yeah. cook for you innit? yeah they're making money from that yeah, but what I mean as well is that um, you might, let's say you have two teachers, one person is literally just there for, it's just a job to them. They literally just want to get paid and that's it. That person <laughs> not should, just a job. yeah, so that person <laughs> should just get the standard amount of money that what they're doing yeah. um, warrants. But then let's say there's another teacher who's going above and beyond you. Yeah. Who's measuring that? That's where like the. Well, if it was privatized, it. it would be measured because it would be like, there would be, it would be competitive. It would be like, okay, this teacher doesn't really care. And this teacher really does care. Then Pay we, this one. Then we measure it by performance. And I feel like with teachers, it's not about performance. Like that, that teacher you said like that was amazing. How does the system measure that? What she, sh what, what I would say, if if the system was, um, if the system was the way that I think it should be, yeah, is that we would be paying um, privately to the mm. school, and then when we're in, when we're in there. Um, There'll be some the teachers that are really putting in the extra work or whatever. They would be the ones that you you'd be making a point. You'd be doing reviews. You'd be saying, "Yep, yeah, this one's really ah, good." Work. And then okay, so like the children and then yeah, and parents and the parents, children yeah. and parents, and then the, the ones who are not really doing well. Then it would yeah. be like, "Look, I'm paying you guys. This person is not it's doing what. Like, I'm not happy yeah. with this service." The same way that if you go to any other private private industry, school, yeah, this is what I've heard. Like the teachers who work in private schools, like the parents are really annoying <laughs> because. Mm. It is you are the buck for them and yeah. this is where it stops. So they will come and complain to you and it's different. Yeah, because they're paying for a service. You have to render the service. It's like if you don't if you don't want to and it's it's not even personal. They'll go mm. above your head and they'll speak to 
whoever the organizers of the school is. There are always guidelines in it, like what is seen as good and what's seen as bad. It can't be on a personal. It, it can be, but it's at the moment it's not. It's like this is what the national curriculum says. Yeah, because it's yeah. national. It's oh, because so it's socialized. Yeah, it's yeah. like because it's very it's public. It yeah. could be something completely different. Like I want my child to be the best. Like I don't know, whatever. Like some like a very specific outcome. Mm. But I feel like the benefit of education is that it it's not always, and it, it definitely isn't actually like. But it's that broadness that you can find yourself in there. There isn't an intended outcome mm. per se. I, I mean, think, I wish it would. I wish it was more broad. I think. No, maybe I'm wrong, but I think schools are designed, or public schools anyway, are designed to give, just make workforce. I agree. Just make just general. <laughs> yeah, that's what it, once a kid asked me, and I was like, do you really want to know? They're like, who invented school? I was like, school's invented to make factory workers. This is why you all sit in rows. And I was like, having my George Orwell moment, I was like, yeah, the school's just like a prison of the state. It's mm. like inducting you into what they think is right. Mm. And I'm part of that, and yeah. it's sometimes sickening to me. And they don't, they don't like, they don't um, encourage you to. But I think dive any deeper. That's where there needs to be massive reform. We need to be teaching children to become resilient, loving to themselves and others, human beings that know themselves that can. But what benefit does that have it does, to it, a it, it government? Does. It doesn't have a benefit to the government. But we shouldn't. So that's why it shouldn't be the government that's in charge of it. That's the point, isn't it? It's like if the government's in charge of it, yeah, this is what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, that's what this is what it's going to be. But if it's not the government and it's privatized companies, even from the level of government, like when we talk about mental health, like it's better to have more alive people who are generally happier than less people because suicide rates are really high and they're really unhappy. They don't really want to do anything. You want to have people that have agency. I don't know. It's, that's a fantasy, in it? I think the whole like mental health thing and depression and stuff like that. I think that's it's it's, it's almost like it's trendy or it's like it's it's heavily marketed to. It's like anyone you can think of. It's like we all have mental health. Though. It's just like it's on a spectrum. Is it good or is it bad? And it's something you work on. Yeah. You don't think that? I'm like <laughs> time, life is hard. Like life is hard, isn't it? Yeah. So people are going to struggle with it, but. Yeah. It seems to me that if if you're told if you're given if you're told yeah that the cure to your to the, you finding life hard yeah is to have responsibility duty mm. purpose that and would be, yeah I, and go I and challenge the world yeah. yeah and really actually make, make your, something yeah of it. then yeah. make yourself prove to yourself that you're worth something help people care about other I people like do that. then that will cure your depression if that was the the answer yeah then I think it would quickly would quickly not be doing up all this depression and all that. But what seems to be the accepted answer is that... Numb yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, the meditate. issue is it's not you. It's not nothing to do it's with you. Biology. It's the whole world, isn't it? The whole world is just like, it's just terrible. And oh, it's all bad. And everything yeah. is, um, all right, we need to get to a utopia. But until then, just take these drugs. No, and you've got to... This is, this is where I like disagreed with what you said. Like, if you want something, you've got to go out there and make mm. it. And that's, that's, I think, the power of depression. It's you feeling something as a human being and you can use that for change. When I think of depressed people, it's I don't think it. about people who go and get it. 
No, I think about it's your stuck. In yeah, I think about people who are stuck yeah. and who are looking for some sort of opt out situation yeah. where they can take drugs or get some sort of diagnosis mm-hmm. so they can say it's not my fault. I've got this diagnosis. No, and but like this is this is the like going right back to the beginning when we talked about what is healthiness. Mm. It's not the easy option. Mm. It's the one where you're actually like in charge, where you have autonomy, for and that's real. what we should be working for. And I think that's where I kind of really like like your intention even with like your whole show like mm. i really like that it's like take personal responsibility for your life because no one else is going to take it for you yeah i think that's one of the messages i try to push i got that yeah i think i think that's that's the best way because i think as a young person i haven't had that message a lot so mm. it's really good actually and although i feel although i probably sound unsympathetic or i sound like i i'm not so compassionate all of these issues I've dealt with myself. Like I've dealt with depression. I've dealt with all of these things and the things that cured me. Yeah, the you. things that have made me feel better and it is is being a bit harsh with myself and taking accountability mm. and being like, look, it's not the Same. world, it's me. <laughs> and I, I need to sort stuff yeah. out. Because so, that's the only thing you're in charge of. Exactly. And and here you are doing grassroots <laughs> actions. Like you're like, okay, this is I've learned this thing. Now I'm going to teach it to others through mm. this medium and you're learning from it and other people are learning from it. I think it's sick. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, right. yeah it's been a great conversation. <laughs> oh, it's um, not It's not the conversation I thought we were going to have at all. No. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't It wasn't like scripted. Yeah. We just we just kind of just freestyled. Like but yeah. if you've got time, I would love to have you back and we'll really? go over it again. Oh. Yeah, yeah it'll be good. <laughs> okay. We'll go over like different stuff, yeah. um, different topics I would love to time. do a tower reading for you just yeah. to see what that's like. I would like to as well. I think it would be good. Um, but yeah, so before we wrap it up, is yeah. there anything you want to promote, uh, maybe socials or maybe um, just some advice you want to give to some young people or whatever it I is? I do actually ask that question to people, mm. like if you could give some people. My advice is there is, I have often felt in life, there are things that I like my deepest part of me wants to do. Like, oh, like, like, like for example, talking to strangers, like, oh. Imagine if you just went up to that person and said, hey, can I take a picture because you look lovely? And I just, this, this, you just exude strength, you know? Like, mm. imagine if you just did that. Um, I would say, even though it's really, and it's something I got from a film, it's like it takes 10 seconds of courage to have a different outcome. Mm. Like, I've been in situations where I've been, like, really afraid, really anxious, really, like, I, like, like fearing for my life it takes 10 seconds of just saying something out loud. Just you have that power to change something. Mm. I think, yeah, that's... But, like, the social I'm plugging is um, I'm an amateur photographer and mm. I, like, write stories about people. So I would love to do one on you and, yeah, I'd love and like, the well. people that you interview, like a, like, a little... I think, I'd, yeah, I love writing and I love poetry mm. and so I'd love to make poetry about the people that you interview because they're obviously people that are important to you. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's. Um, oh, yeah, so I'm Higher Purpose 4. Higher Purpose 4. Yeah, I'm plugging um, myself because Jazz said that I should, um, and I, it's something I, I do need to do. It's like I want to do this thing mm. that I want to make a difference to people. Like All my friends read my post and like, oh, Javina, that was lovely. I really loved that. Like some, mm. like one of my friends, Chandu, has been on the show. She's like, when I haven't, you know, I had a bad day and I just read your thing that you wrote about me and that made me feel good. That's what I want to do with mm. my words. So, what platforms do people find? It's on Instagram. Instagram, okay. yeah. And so, like, I feel like by sharing myself, I'm like, I have big things coming. Mm. They're not 
they're not made yet, but they're mm. coming. <laughs> no, yeah, everyone, everyone yeah. Um, who's listening to the show, um, the description, the link will be in the description, so you yeah. can check it out. I'll definitely be checking it out. I'll follow your um, your page and keep up to date with all your stuff. I just think like everyone around you has a story, and you have something to learn from, like listening to it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that's one of the things we're trying to do with the show as well, where um, I think everyone's interesting. Like, mm. I think every it's just about finding. The intricacies into, into yeah. their character yeah so yeah and um but yeah so higher purpose four is it yeah. number four yeah number four okay and and that's on instagram any other platforms that's that's it yeah cool yeah so the, as i say the link will be in the description i'll check it out all the audience check it out as well um but yeah i think that's a wrap um thank you everyone for listening thank you. and thank you javina <laughs> yeah it was it was a pleasure and when you've got time come back P, 2p, 5p, 10p, 20p, 50p, change don't annoy me. 1 pound, 2 pound, 5 pound, 10 pound, 20 pound, 50 pound, these are my employees, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work, I just make Elizabeth work, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work, I just make Elizabeth work, work, work. Where my money at? Let me dial up management. Who's going in and who the fuck's panicking? Who's made P and who the fuck lost P? If I fire man, that could be costly. You know, I always make the pattern run properly. I've got white money and it talks cockney. I've got black money and it talks patwa. Why the fuck would I want my money stacked up? I see money, I can't let it be statue. I'm an entrepreneur in a tracksuit. When your money works hard, you don't have to. She got dank body and it's all natural. But I'm still only trying to get the P, bitch. You got dead P, hit it with the D frips. It's a game full of snakes and leeches Damn Fuck right. school, they ain't never gonna teach this never. Fuck broke, I'd rather turn evil When I'm hungry, you be looking like treacle Give me tunnel vision on my prey like eagle I got a pit in the whip looking regal Just in case I ever got a duck a man down Dealing with the penny, same way I do pounds Dealing with the pounds, same way I do racks Aiming for a billion, I ain't going back When I hit the club, it's return of the Mac I'm looking for a hustler, 30 collab Track queen title, where you worthy of that? There's a lot of hot chicks, but I'm never that gassed I don't know Love, only know about cash, I know about economy, I know about yeah. tax. I wanna dominate, not race yeah. with the rats. Look, yeah. I can't hear shit if it ain't about yeah. 1p, 2p, 5p, 10p, 20p, 50p. Change don't annoy me. 1 pound, 2 pound, 5 pound, 10 pound, 20 pound, 50 pound. These are my employees, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work. I just make Elizabeth work, yeah. I just make Elizabeth work. I just make Elizabeth work, work, work.